Recording live from Studio Chanteau, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome everybody to The Outside Blitz, I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with the uh, very... Horrid Tyler Dean. Tenacious Tyler Dean. The, the titillating Tyler Dean? <laughs> we, had, we had a good few good ones. Yeah, a few good but, ones. But, but it's we're joined here now. by our guest for the first time, Cannonball! Cannonball, Alex, Alex Steele. Alex Steele. Yeah. Ladies and jack wagons, it is your boy Cannonball, Alex oh. Steele. Uh, um, first time on. First time on the yeah. Outside Blitz. I'm very honored. Stoked. I'm really excited. Stoked. You know, so uh, we just got done with the Super Bowl. Yes, and, uh, Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. It was so. exciting. It was well, exciting. Well, not, depends not really. how you look at yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. For, for purists yeah. like Tyler and Patriots. I, <laughs> for, for purists like Tyler and I, the Super Bowl was was just a, a wonderful time. At the same time, it was, it, let's face facts, yeah. defensive game, boring as pure, sin. Pure defense. Yeah, pure absolutely. defense. It, it's a boring game, but it, but you got to respect the defenses and how they played. I can respect the defenses. My problem comes in where we just you know got to see a, a, a what was it, a, a punter expedition going on. I mean, that's I all did it was. put one of the punters in my top ten. <laughs> you did. <laughs> that you did. So, yeah, that does, so, uh, you know, he was a, he was a factor after Yeah, that. I mean, we, we get, it was a, it was a punter exhibition. That's all it was. It was, it yeah. was two punters just, just, eh, what the hell, we're going to get our, our reps in today. Yeah, I don't think that there was, I don't remember what the score was off the top of my head. But I know 13 pretty, to 3. Yeah, that was yeah, one of the lowest scoring Super Bowls in history. The yeah. lowest. Yeah, the lowest. Like, the wow. lowest scoring Super Bowl in history and i gotta tell you i was yeah i, I was not impressed nobody was nobody was impressed. <laughs> nobody was because i'm sitting in the, you know with my family watching the super bowl i'm going okay so when are we gonna get this uh high-powered offense well going? yeah that, that was my thing like tom brady looked i mean and and you know and here's the thing everybody's gonna run around at tom brady this tom brady that like it's but you know tom brady as far as that super bowl goes he was like the kid in college who goes into like the group project and doesn't do shit and still right. gets an A. Yep. Like that, I, I, I can't help but think that was you back in school. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, in a way, yeah. Um, but the uh, the Super Bowl, it, it, boring as all hell. Yeah. Um, I hated it. Um, thirteen to three. Nobody really. I'm I'm not even gonna go over the stats. It was just horrible. Um. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually one of the the worst grossing Super Bowls in history, yeah, that, as far as viewership goes, as far as uh, finances go. It's it was been declining the last couple of years. Yeah, but I, yeah. this one was awful, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that nobody wants to see the New England Patriots anymore. Right, and you know the Mar- the old Maroon Five. No, uh, <laughs> the Maroon Five yeah, they, concert. Yeah, that oh, concert God. was. You know, I mean, Maroon Five wasn't that bad. Uh, uh, I'll reenact it right now. Oh yeah, that's all. That's all that mattered was was <laughs> taking off my shirt over here. Take off your shirt, and that's it. Well, it's uh, not that hot in here, Tyler. It's, relax. <laughs> It's, it's a balmy it, thirty-five degrees outside. It, yeah, it was a mess. I, I, the, and it was funny, you know. Like usually, people like will crap on the, like uh, people used to crap on the the Madonna halftime show. Yeah. I remember, and and you know what? I'll tell you what, Madonna. I, after that, after watching Room Five, I'm shit. I miss Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I miss Jackson. I, I miss my, I, yes. yeah. I Where's miss, that? Where's that I, boob slip when you need it? We got it just on purpose. Yeah. Where's MTV when you need it? Yes, yeah, that's how bad it was. Yeah, it was, like, it was bad, man. I, I just I, I was looking at it, just going, "What in the hell yeah, are well, we looking at?" 
I would I wouldn't even watch it. I mean, you you and I we're all wrestling fans here. You know, I was watching Halftime Heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was a hell of a six man tag. And actually, you know, Halftime Heat was far better than the uh, um, than the, the actual Halftime Show. It was actually better. It was more exciting <laughs> yeah, than the lot, Super Bowl. Congratulations, WWE! You you got the job done. So you did a good uh, thing. Yeah, you the, did. The you troll, did. The troll was successful. <laughs> oh my god! But so um, the minute the Super Bowl ends and you have like the uh, celebration afterwards. Yes. Once it all once it all goes off the air. Oh gosh. It's time for the off season, and it's oh, time yeah. for controversies. We have yeah. controversies going on, and and we can't avoid this one. We just got done talking about the Super Bowl and the Patriots. We got to go into the biggest story of the day because yeah. it, it this thing about erupted about. today, <laughs> and um, about noon or so. yeah, Robert Kraft he gets uh, basically arrested. He's got a warrant out for his arrest for uh, soliciting prostitution. He got arrested on two counts. You have two counts. Where going. am I? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Where am I? Who are you? <laughs> Tom Brady once crop dusted me in an elevator. <laughs> it was the greatest moment of my life. No, um, no, it's, I, I don't know. I, I just, I look at Robert Kraft and I just, I shake my head. And then on one end, it's like, you're a filthy old man. And at the same time, I'm not surprised. I'm not. Well, you know, something, you know, with all the scandals that have gone on, you know, this is bigger than deflate game. Uh, yeah. Bigger than, bigger than the talk rule. I, I don't um, know. I, I don't disagree. Know if it's... I disagree because it's not football related. Yeah. Um, this is just more, this is, um, b- the biggest thing for the franchise because this, this yes. could turn into, could, doesn't mean, I mean, it's only a misdemeanor, so it could just blow over, but it could learn, turn into him having to step down. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. that's, that's what I'm, I'm expecting here. You know, you're talking about prostitution, you're talking about uh, a big name owner. You're talking about a situation where this guy, I mean, he could step down. Yeah. He, he could. You you might see a, a Robert Kraft, arguably the greatest owner in the history of any sports franchise or, or the NFL. Yep. You you could see him going down, you know, and it's like on one end, I feel I feel for the guy. And on the other end, I'm like, thank God. I'm so tired of Robert Kraft and, and him. And, and, and you know what? If Robert Kraft goes, I'm going to call it right now. Robert Kraft goes, Tom Brady goes. Yeah, and Belichick. How, and Belichick. How, how is that going to change the dynamic of the Patriots franchise? Uh, I mean, uh, with the amount of money they're willing to spend on guys like Robert Kraft. I let's face it, Robert Kraft, great owner. Oh great, yeah, great owner, and and he knows how to throw his money around, and and get the money behind the proper players, i.e., Tom Brady, i.e., Devin McCourty, i.e., yeah. you know. Uh, Julian Edelman, he he throws that money in the right direction, and it seems like every time it's going in the right place. Robert Kraft is is he he could be the the X factor here. You know, you it's always been Kraft, Belichick, Brady. Yeah. That's just what the, the trifecta's pa- pa- been. Power, wisdom, and courage. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. Well, think, the, no, the planeteers now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that's, a, that's a Zelda reference. But, oh, is it? Oh, oh yeah, is it? Wow. Anyway, yeah. no, but yeah. So now that with with if Kraft steps down, then it's like okay, what happens? Where do now? you go from there? Where do you go from here? And and I I don't know who the the person behind him would be. I doubt in this situation because it, like Tyler said, it's just a misdemeanor. I doubt that Robert Kraft is actually going to step down as the owner of the New England Patriots. Same time, you yeah. know, we have to remember how how things look in the public eye. Oh yeah, well, you know, we well, one end, I think you know Robert Kraft just might have a huge head, you know, a, a tremendous ego, 
but on the other hand, you're right. I mean, you know, I mean, the the girls probably made it big. Probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think he wears his Super Bowl rings on his? Never mind. Where is it? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Jeez. Oh my lord, Jesus! How did I wind up in this position where I'm hosting a podcast with you two jabronis? How did I wind up in this position? Somebody punch me in the face so I can see some I mean, real stars, I mean, for God's sake! He is getting older, so he can only probably fit like one. In <laughs> Jesus, Tyler! Oh my lord, God! Well, oh, you know. <laughs> really? Is that the level we're on? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to have a with this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, shit. Uh, what? Why, don't we, why don't we try to uh, go over and, well, just, you know, some well, highlights? I don't know if we can go, that there's any more highlights than that. <laughs> no. Jesus. Well, uh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, At 77, we only got a couple highlights left. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. 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 So, so um, what the story just broke. So there's there's really not a lot of detail right now. So we're gonna know in the next coming weeks. So hopefully in our next show we'll have more. Right. But there is a, a crap ton of of other news going on too that that is yeah. very um relevant to free agency coming. Free up. agency. Yeah. Yep. And and you know we've so we we took a break. Super Bowl. You know we 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 did our la- our, our last recording episode twenty nine. We're on episode thirty now. Episode twenty nine. Um, we, we did right before the Super Bowl. We did our predictions uh, for the Super Bowl. You know, now here we are post-Super Bowl. We took a three-week kind of hiatus. We had some uh, scheduling issues, but we're, we are back, ready to rock and roll. And we've got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of news to cover. Um, so if we, while we're talking about the Patriots, while, while we're on the New England Patriots, we got to talk Devin McCourty. Um, Came out today. He said he was going to come back for the 2019 season. So we are going to see one of the McCourty brothers. I'm sure the other one's going to stick around. He hasn't been talking about retirement. But Devin said, you know, in in the midst of talking about retirement, Devin McCourty says he's going to return to well, the New England Jason's Patriots. Jason's younger, though, too, so he's going to be around a little bit. Yeah. Well, well they're, they're, no, he's not. They're twins. <laughs> they're twins. Uh- Okay, I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> the McCordy brothers are twins. What is he? He's younger by five minutes. <laughs> like what? <laughs> really? They're twins. They're the first twins to play on a Super Bowl team. Yeah, they're. Right. Jesus I'm Christ, crap. Tyler. I was, was going to make. I, yeah, I guess. Robert Kraft is out there in Florida trying to produce more twins. That's, that's what he is for his future football team. No, no but Devin McCourty, he comes back to the New England Patriots. I think that's a huge, uh, a huge deal for them. Uh, number one corner um, coming back for a 2019 season. I see. I don't understand why the guy was talking about retirement anyway. He was what 32. Right. I mean, it's not like he's he's geriatric. It's not like he's a 38 year old corner, you know, walking around with tennis balls on the bottom of a walker here, yeah. you know. So, but it, it is a big deal for for them. I I had a feeling that he was still going to come back around, especially after they won the Super Bowl. And now Brady's going, oh, what another one? And I'm going, please God, don't just put a put a grocery bag over my head. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's it's just done with it. Um. So Devin McCourty, we will see him back. Now, um, we did have uh, a few extensions go on over the course of uh, the week, and I'm actually kind of excited about a few of them. Um, the Eagles, mm-hmm. first and foremost, go out and sign, and this, this one was the earliest one. They signed kicker Jake Elliott to a one-year deal, um, one-year extension. The financials weren't disclosed. I would have done it longer. Yeah, but a one-year that deal for Jake. Kicker. He's young. He's a young guy. Why are they only doing a one-year deal for Jake Elliott? That that, that kind of that well, we gotta me. we gotta remember where the Eagles are right now. So the oh, Eagles, they're in financial hell right yeah, now. Yeah, they're 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 
25 million in the hole as far as their salary cap Sounds like goes. Sounds Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. And and so they're, they're sitting $25 million in the hole. Um, so signing Elliott to a one-year deal, I think, was almost like incentive. They had to extend him at least just to keep him through the season. Mm-hmm. Um it, it, I'm happy for them that they're bringing back a great kicker because Jake Elliott is a fantastic kicker and he's he's got great great leg strength. I mean, I, guy can belt 50 yarders like it's nobody's business. But one year deal that's that's the kicker there. You you might not um, you might not get to to see him very much longer. Also, another kicker got re-signed. Uh, this one was a huge deal, and I don't understand why he got signed for such a massive contract, but Josh Lambeau with the Jags, he signs a four-year, $15.5 million contract for a kicker. For a kicker. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. For a kicker? (laughs) Anything over $2 million for a kicker, to me, is $2 million Well, it depends who, but I mean, that's that's dollars you'd see... um, um, for a, a far better kicker too. That's Lambo's okay. That's insanity. Three point five, four million dollars for a kicker. That's that's crazy talk. I mean, you know, I and I, I thought I was bad at me. No, I said never. Yeah, you're in your forty-seven million dollar put, put contract. In, put in perspective here. Um, Tucker. Mm-hmm. Um, got um four years, sixteen million. You're trying to say um Lambo's that close? No, not even not close. Even, not by a long There's shot. There's probably what five kickers that are worth four million a year. E- even four, with five you, a year? even with you having Tucker's balls bouncing off your chin. I mean, at the end of the day, he is not worth that kind of money. To, to me, only I, I don't think of four kickers that are worth big dollars. Goshkowski, mm-hmm. Tucker. Lutz and Zerline. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. Um, maybe Stephen Hauschka. Mm-hmm. I like Hauschka. Hauschka's Hauschka's not bad. He's he's a good kicker. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this, I thought it was grossly overpaying for a kicker on the Jags end. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I'm, I'm glad, I'm happy for them that they got a long-term deal out of it, which is, that's the only positive that you're, you're getting out of this. You got a four-year deal, but if you're going to tell me that Elliot's worth that kind of money, no, no, no I, I think you're that, a crazy person. At that position, no. No, and it, I would never sign a kicker to, to that huge of a, a deal. That's just absolute insanity. Um, we, we had a, a cut that came and then the guy got re-signed, um, a week later as well. Tight end Charles Clay, uh, he was released by the Bills and a few days later gets picked up by the Cardinals one year, $3.25 million, um, kind of a prove it deal for, for Charles Clay. He's getting up there in the years. I like Clay. He's a good playmaking tight end. That's the big thing about Charles Clay and, and, um, I think the Cardinals get away with one here. Yeah, I mean, Arizona needs all the help they can get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Weren't they the worst team in the league? Uh, worst team in the league, and um, really, for for me, I, I okay. So you you have, I, you I know you've been listening. You know the most consistent player on the Freytons forgetful five has been uh, Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. He, he's been on there. I mean, he was on there almost every week. I mean, it was bad. How much of it's his fault? The team's in shambles. Yeah, but but so I agree with you. They they do need the all the help they can get. Um, <laughs> just wild. Um, but but Charles Clay. I mean, he'll bring some of that veteran presence there. He's still a playmaker. He's still got good speed. He's got great hands. That's mm-hmm. one thing about Charles Clay. And I think he'll get a better um, opportunity out there in Arizona. Um, but they they need a lot of pieces. They they have the a big first round draft pick coming up. I mean, the major. Yeah, you 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 could go Nick Bosa there. You could go some of Kraft's prostitutes. You could just trade down. <laughs> <laughs> you're just trying to. Make, oh my lord! You're just trying to derail this. Aren't just you? trying to hammer it. Hammer the home. Screw the Patriots. You're just trying to hammer it home. Robert Kraft is a filthy shit pig. That's that's what we're getting. Put him in Alcatraz. 
<laughs> yeah. Now, now, one extension we did get, um, and and Tyler, you're going to be happy about this. The Ravens agreed to a three-year twenty, and and I feel like it was grossly overpaying, but three-year twenty-seven million dollar contract with uh, corner Tavon uh, and Young. Tavon Young. It, and, it makes him the highest paid nickel corner in the league. Um, for a nickel corner, that's my problem with it. Nine million dollars for a nickel the, uh, corner. The neck, the that it makes him just higher paid than uh than Harris, who's also a nickel corner. Yeah. Um, but the the uh, the mindset here is um I um fully expect one or both of Jimmy Smith and and or Brandon Carter get cut, which will put Tavon Young to be one of your uh your your lead lead boys there for the for the secondary. So I so they're they're paying him to be a nickel corner, yes, but I think he's gonna he's gonna get moved into that that starting role. And here's the kicker about the whole thing. So you and you were just talking about it. Brandon Carr, who had a very good year with, yes. with Baltimore. And then you got Jimmy Smith, who's had a very good career with Baltimore. Yes. So so you're you're kind of looking at it going, well Jimmy Smith's been very good his entire career in Baltimore. But at 30 years old is he worth 15 million? Well, he's what 28? No. 28? I think 28, 29, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's hit that, that big 3-0 yet. But really, Brandon Carr is, is about to exit that age 31 year. You're going to start hitting that age 32. Now, we know when, when a player's in their prime, they're in there from what? 27 to about 32. So if I have the choice. Now, Jimmy's 30. You know, is he 30? So, I mean. And at 15 million a year, what he's doing is try. I think he's an easy cap casualty. Uh, yeah, he could be a cap casualty at that point at 30 years old. I mean, it, it makes him the highest paid corner in the league for this season alone. Right. He, and he's not there anymore. Right, right. I, I mean, and if Jimmy Smith goes out the door, he could land somewhere that, that I mean, there's plenty of places that need a really great corner of <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> But um, there's plenty of places that need a really great corner out there. Detroit, Detroit yeah. could use a good corner, especially since Glover Quinn got. Oh, did he get released? Or well, he, Glover Quinn gets released, and I don't know if they're going to move Jimmy back to um, to safety just yet. I don't know if he's ready for that yet. But um, that'd be the other thing because um, Jimmy will stay if he agrees to a, to a pay cut, right? But the thing is, I don't think. Uh, anyone's going to give him anything more than, what, eight or nine at this point? No, I think you're looking at about seven to eight million dollars uh, for, for a guy like Jimmy Smith. So to me, if he wants to stay in Baltimore, taking a pay cut's no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and that's, that's you know, just what it comes down to, is, is take the pay cut or sayonara. Yeah, <laughs> and there's, but like I said, there's plenty of landing spots for him, and there's plenty of teams that need good corners. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Jimmy Smith, if he hits free agency, ooh, Nelly, there's this he's is going to be an interesting year for the Ravens. Um, um, mark my words, Jimmy Smith hits free agency. Jimmy Smith will officially become the hottest free agent in the NFL. Yep. Not yeah. because of his age, I'm going to say no. I, I think he will, and I, I there's not a lot of corners. There's not a lot of my, Let me look at my notes. I'd probably put him out of the top ten, but barely. It, the thing is, the thing about Jimmy Smith is, there's a lot of teams that need good corners. There's not a lot of good corners on the market this year. That is true. Uh, and and I mean, he's still playing, regardless of whether or not he's thirty. He he's playing at a high level. He's a top five corner, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's a top five corner. Not anymore. He's up there, man. He's, he's not even the Ravens' best corner. I, I, Marlon Humphrey's better than Jimmy Smith these at days. this point. You think so? Yeah, I, I think I think Humphrey's younger and faster. I, I think Jimmy Smith is a lot more technically sound. He's kind of like a he, you know what Jimmy Smith reminds me of. He kind of reminds me of old man Darrell Revis. Oh yeah, you know where Revis was just so. Um, I, I guess uh, it was that that old man experience. 
You know what I'm saying? That experience, that technically sound stuff, that that stuff that you just you know you learn over years and years and years in the league. I, I think Jimmy Smith is kind of a similar kind of guy. I'd agree. Interesting yeah. comparison. It, it is, but remember, Revis survived. Less, less mouthy. Yeah, less mouthy. <laughs> but Revis survived to 35, 36 years old, still playing in the league, having some of the best years of his career. He even had some good years in Tampa. Freaking Tampa. So, I mean, to me, I see a guy like Darrell Revis, and I'm like, he's still a great corner. He, he, he was still a great corner at, at 35, 36 years old. Jimmy Smith, even with his growing age, He's still a technically sound corner, and I, I believe that he's going to be. Oh, I'd agree. The, he's going to be one of the hottest, if not the hottest, free agent going out there. Now, um, we do have so a guy that won't stay in Baltimore that we know is no longer in Baltimore. Um, arguably, the hottest trade that has gone on in the last couple of weeks, and it's your boy Joe Flacco going to Denver. Okay. So when when it happened, I got a lot of texts. Like like oh it was like oh my god can you believe it? like. It was going to happen. I FedExed Tyler a box of tissues, and I didn't even open the box. Um, <laughs> he, he's saving that for uh, when Lamar Smith goes down. Yeah, or, yeah. Well, well, I'm not. I'm, I'm predicting that when when Lamar Jackson goes down, he will go down. He will go down. When he goes down, it's going to be a hilarious day for me. I'm going to say, "Told you so." Yep. Um, but as far as Joe, Joe's a better quarterback than Lamar, and so I'm upset about that. But based on how the last half of the season went, yep. there was a 0% chance that Flacco was staying in Baltimore. So my perspective is, I'm glad they got something for him. Yeah. Instead of just cutting him. They didn't get a lot for him. No, but they... I think they got, what, a third rounder for him? Uh, fourth. Fourth rounder? I mean... It was from Denver's and, I mean, early fourth, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess in, in this case, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you guys that they got a fourth rounder for him. I feel like they could have gotten a little more for him, especially from a team like maybe Washington. I think they could have gotten Washington more. Washington bid on him and lost. Yeah, I, I feel like, like they could have said, hey, Washington, give me a third or second rounder. Um, the I think his age is, is, is the reason why that well, I also value think, went down. I also think the, the big factor here is the cap hit. You know, we were talking about this all throughout the season. The cap hit that came with Joe Flacco, the the how much money that you were actually spending. Uh, Joe Flacco was he was making what twenty five, twenty six million dollars, and um, next season was the bigger one. Yeah, and they had a buyout. It was such a big contract that they had a buyout, um, and so to trade him away, I think he's got two years left on his deal. He'll be with Denver this year and next. And Case Keenum, I, let's face it, the man didn't work out over there. He played bad ball last year. Garbage. Yeah, he was garbage last year. You know, the and, and like I was saying, and I yeah, you, I predicted called, it. Yeah, I called it. it. That man will not survive in any system other than the Pat Shermer system. Yeah. Period. And and everybody said, oh, I don't know, he's kind of a gunslinger. Maybe he's getting it together. No. No. He turned into a trash. gunslinger. Yeah, he um, turned Case into... Keenum is the guy who got who got who caught a I wouldn't even say caught got hot. He just got lucky. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. he got well. He got hot, but he got hot in the proper system, and that's just what it is. He was in the right system, and uh, he he gets away with um, he got away with getting a big old contract that he should have never gotten. Right. And uh, now Joe Flacco's coming in to take his job. Um, now Case Keenum came out uh, regarding the Joe Flacco signing, saying he was shocked by the fact that Joe Flacco 
was traded over there. Should Case Keenum be shocked at this point in time? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. I, I, I don't know that much about football, not as much as you guys, but, yeah, he should not be shocked. No, he should not be shocked. Especially if you just look at his stats from last year. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And here's the thing. If Flacco didn't get traded there, Nick Foles was coming for your job, so it doesn't yeah. freaking matter. <laughs> exactly. Well, 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 if Nick Foles would have come, they would have just broke the bank. Yeah, I know, and and that's why. So go, to me, and we, we talked about this just before the Super Bowl, Flacco is the less risk because to get Nick Foles, you're going you're gonna to have to shell out a shit ton of money on a long-term contract. Mm-hmm. Um, Flacco, you're, you're taking an existing um, big contract with only two years left. Yeah, exactly. Nick yeah. Foles is going to be at least five years. Right. Oh, and yeah. so, I mean, I, I look at this move. It was a smart move by Denver. Um, and I think one thing Denver is kind of holding out hope for is when you go into next season, who's coming out into that draft? And that yeah. is our boy, Justin Herbert. And you know Justin Herbert's going to come out into that draft. He held down for the, his senior year at Oregon. He's going to come back out. And if you look at what Denver's going to do, they're going to sign Justin Herbert in that draft if they get an early enough draft pick. So you think they're going to start Herbert and have Flacco as the backup? I think what's going to happen is they're going to take they're going to take Flacco for that one year. They're going to dump him because it's going to be a, a very small cap hit at that point. He'll be in the final year of his deal, and they could start Justin Herbert as their new starting. You could also have him sit behind see, Flacco. As I, you could also see the yeah. same thing just happen in Baltimore this year, right? Um, Flacco starts the first half of the year or so, and then Herbert comes in because. I prefer a rookie quarterback to, to City here. They they end right. up being better. They are Rodgers, Tom yep. Brady, Baker Mayfield, even Baker Mayfield. I mean, only a couple games, but, but yeah. still. But he got better. That yeah. was the thing about it. So I mean, you got to see Baker Mayfield do it. I mean, you always see that those quarterbacks that sit for a year. Tom Brady and just absorb everything around them. Yes, listen, you know, learn everything. Patrick about Mahomes. Yeah, look what Mahomes did <laughs> sitting behind Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, holy smokes. So, I mean, I think it says something. I, and, and you're absolutely right. Sit behind the court, let them absorb. Yep. Let and, them, you know, talk about the system. Yeah. You know, just get, you know, get get the ropes. And, once you, and then once you feel like you're loose, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out there. I'm going to get this done. It's my time. Yep. That's it. So, um, now, speaking of your boy, Lamar. So, uh, Greg Roman, the new offensive coordinator for the uh, the Ravens, he said his offensive scheme is going to be "quote unquote" tailored around Lamar Jackson, and he is not concerned about the amount of running that Lamar Jackson will be doing this season. Oh dear. Uh, okay. Huh? I'm, I'm gonna start with part and one. I'm gonna go ahead and let Tyler have his brain aneurysm for a minute. And part part one of this ta- tailoring a system around Lamar Jackson. Okay, that obvious, I'm okay with it. Obvious. You have to. Right. I mean, you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna tailor a system around a, a gunslinger, pocket passing quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's not who Lamar is. Even even if he becomes a great passer, he's still going to be a mobile quarterback right. who's able to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part two, I'm not concerned about your, his running either. Greg Roman's a dumbass, <laughs> or he's high, <laughs> or it's a red herring, oh, which oh, you yeah. see you just see all the time. Maybe he, yeah. He, I mean, if if you're going to develop as a passer, you want 31 teams to think that you're going to just continue the same the same the philosophy. Yeah, because obviously. It, what was proven is use the same philosophy when the team sees you a second time doesn't work. So I don't I don't think he's a dumbass. I think he's just trying to um, say you know what yeah we're gonna use the same strategy. Keep believing that. Yeah, and if, now but we've also seen on several occasions teams do stick with that strategy, i.e. Robert Griffin the third. Yes, yep. and and then we see that quarterback go down with a torn ACL or yep. get blasted in the head while trying to slide or whatever the yep. case may be. No offense to. Uh, a certain family, but who was the head coach who decided to do that philosophy again? What, Gruden? Not very uh, <laughs> smart in the head there. I mean, uh, they're kind of questionable, um, mm-hmm. to be delusionally 
insane. We but, need a pass uh, rush. about <laughs> that, that pass rush, Mike? <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, and, and, you know, the thing about, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, the one thing I want to see is can the man read a defense? Can he read a defense? Yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, you can run around in the po- you can run around outside the pocket all you want, but I mean, you've alluded to this uh, many times before. You got to really be learn how to be a pocket passer. Uh, you know, when it, when preferably, I mean, if you got to scramble, scramble. Bingo. But it, you know, if you're going to really be a success in this league, you know, you got to be a you pocket. Said, you got you got to stay strong in the pocket. You got to wait for the route to clear out. And then you, you you just throw it out there, mm-hmm. you know. And, and if you, you know if you're gonna get hit, just take the hit, you know. Exactly. That's, that's how you get, that's how you get intercepted. Right. And and here's my pocket passers always survive in the NFL. If you look at the mobile quarterbacks that developed in the last few years that that have turned into pocket passers and hustlers, Cam Newton, mobile quarterback, Russell Wilson won the MVP. Russell Wilson, mobile quarterback, Absolutely. learn how to be a pocket passer. Became a Super Bowl champion. I mean, really, it, it's just the fact. It's, it's just it, it's the fact of the game. You, you eventually, your body breaks down. Yep. You get older, and and the you, it's almost like you know us being professional wrestlers. We always talk about having a bump card. Yeah, we always talk about that. We we have a bump card. There's only so many bumps throughout the, your career that you're going to be able to take before your body says, "Hey, to hell with this." Less than one percent of the, of football players and wrestlers, for that matter, have alien blood like James Harrison. Right, and and now in our situation, you know, in the in the, the the situation of football players, especially running quarterbacks, they're going to be running all over the field. They have a bump card just like we do, and they get slammed by these defensive backs, oh and they get gosh. thrown around. And their body breaks down, and it takes their body and breaks it down faster and faster and faster and faster every time they get belted like because that. Because like, it's like running into a brick wall and right. hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, you you ran into a guy like Troy Palomalu who's going to lower his head oh and crack you in the face mm. with his helmet. James Harrison Moore. James Harrison, yeah, these dirty Perfect. hitters. Trevathian. I mean, these, really, I mean, it's, it's. It, it, the reality is, is that your body breaks down so fast that you just can't do it anymore. Eventually, you got to learn how to stand strong in the pocket and deliver the football. And what I will say, um, I'm, I'm not going to be optimistic. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm not. But, but, uh, um, if you watch the fourth quarter of of the Chargers Ravens playoffs game, mm-hmm. um, Lamar was throwing. Lamar the ball. showed that he has potential and he can develop to be a better pass. Because the fourth quarter, he looked great. Yeah. Fourth quarter, he was delivering some passes that I didn't even think he could connect on. Ran when he wanted to ran, but it wasn't wasn't on purposefully doing so. But same token, there was a guy a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, that I watched get drafted in the very first round. He was the ninth overall pick, and that guy in a few in a in his one lone season, he was making some some great passes at certain junctures in time. Was he a great quarterback? No, mm. but was he delivering the ball? accurately in some interesting spots. Yeah. I think I might know where you're going with this. And that guy's name was Christian Ponder. Oh. Okay. And we remember that. We remember he he would have these flashes of greatness every now and then. I go, wow, Christian Ponder threw a ball up in the air so only Kyle Rudolph could get it and made sure that the corner that the corner and the safety couldn't get to it. Where they put it on that top shelf where the kids can't get it. Yep. You know? You Thank you, Madden. Madden. Thank you. <laughs> I, hey, I, I'm not I'm willing to say it. But you know what I'm saying? So, so in that situation, I was looking, going, man, that was a smart throw by Christian Ponder. But did Christian Ponder really pan out as a great quarterback in this league? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely I, not. I think the difference is, uh, I mean, no one was calling Christian Ponder a uh, 
a terrific athlete the way they are yeah. like Lamar yeah. or stuff like that. So I, um, Lamar has that going for him, but he's got a long, long way to go. He really does. Um, there, there's he's got he's got his work cut out for him um, moving forward. Now um, we did have some. I, we had some cuts going on. I Glover Quinn, the Lions. Uh, you were alluding to it earlier, Alex. The, the Lions go ahead and they release Glover Quinn. Um, they free up six point five million dollars in cap space for this year. Um, to me, this is a huge loss for the Lions. Absolutely, even I, given I was his stunned. age. He, even he, given his age, he and Darius Slay together were like two of the best. You know, yeah, you know, secondary players. Uh, on that team, he uh, he was an interception machine for a while there. Yep. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he led the league one year in interceptions. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'd have, I'd have to. It escapes me for the time being, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. He uh, was a very dynamic player on defense, and uh, the Lions are going to have to scramble to find a, a suitable replacement, like you were alluding to a couple weeks ago. Uh, like the last couple of times you were on an episode, I think uh, Lions have draft pick number eight. Yep, and I think. Um, who did you say was gonna couldn't fall any further than number eight? I thought it was Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams, he could he won't fall to me. He won't fall any further than number three. Right, but oh, yeah. he he's sure as hell not gonna fall more than than eight. Well, absolutely, you know? You know, he you know, they'd be out of he, he, you know, the the thing about Greedy Williams, you know, they're, they're gonna have to take a, a corner and they're gonna have to put a corner in that back in that strong safety position if they're gonna really want to draft a, a pure safety that they in the oh, draft. They're gonna have to go after a DeAndre Baker. You know, I, I think that's that's the the obvious choice. They they have a spot to fill. I don't. The, you know, here's the thing: you're sitting at at number eight in the draft now. You just let Glover Quinn go, and free agency is on the door. But the kicker is, is that there aren't a lot of um. There, there's there's good safeties out there, but there aren't a lot of really great safeties. Now, the big thing about it is, you could go after a guy like say. And Earl Thomas, Tyron Matthew, those two guys, the Honey Badger's still out there, man. He's he's getting ready to come out firing. You you've got some Collins, Collins, Landon Collins. There's another potentially one. Weddle. Yep, I, it, it, I I think there's plenty of names uh, safety wise. That's so why I, I I'm not gonna, worried about it. They're going to have to choke up big money to do it. That's that's the big thing. They're going to have to choke up the big money to fix that situation. And the Lions, you know, they they have a lot of like originally they started. They had like three holes that they really needed to fill. You know, yeah. they had they had three holes. It was like getting down with a woman. They had three holes to get to, and now they have the mysterious fourth hole here with the safety position. Okay, yeah. and and Is that the ear, nose, <laughs> <laughs> nose. No, um, last grab of crap. Beat me to it. <laughs> so, um, but but realistically, um, they have uh, now now they've got tight end, defensive end. Linebacker, and now they have safety, so they they have to fill those four positions, which are huge, huge issues here oh, uh, for this football team, especially for a football team that runs a three-four defense. It relies on that secondary. Yeah, you know, so you're we're in trouble here. You're yeah, in trouble. This is a team that last year drafted uh, Ragnow as a center, and they were going to probably, uh, they, and then they stuck him at guard. They stuck him at guard. So you know, my draft, my hope, my draft uh, hopes are not terribly high uh, for for my Lions. Uh, but regardless, I mean, yeah, that is a huge loss, and you know somebody's going to have to figure out and get to the drawing board and go, okay, we got four spots to fill. How are we going to do it? Right. All those position needs. The Lions with the first first round draft pick draft. No offense, tight end. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Actually, 
Uh, weirdly enough, people are talking about T.J. Hawkinson. I think his name is. Oh yeah, I think you mentioned yeah. that last time. Yeah. But ha- Hawkinson is the guy that that the Lions fans are that the Lions have been most closely linked to in this draft. And if Hawkinson goes, I'm gonna laugh so hard because that would just be par for the course. Right. Yeah. Uh, they'll just go just try to follow the sheep or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, oh. what do we need another tight end for? Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you need a tight end because you don't really have a good pass catching tight end over there with Luke Wilson. Okay. But at the same time. Uh, tight end at number eight? No. Uh, no, you you, got, you, you still got, have dynamic tight ends in this draft. You have Irv Smith. You have Noah Fant. Nah, Hawkinson. And Hawkinson's, to me, Hawkinson's not even the number one tight end in the whole thing. Right, Noah Fant. <laughs> Noah Fant, to me, is. It's either Noah Fant or it's it's uh, um, Irv Smith. I think Irv Smith is more close to the second round at this juncture. But they still have to fill that void. Absolutely. They still have to fill that void at tight end and at safety and at linebacker and defensive end. They have four big needs here. Plus, they've got a need at receiver. Uh-huh. So, if you go into the draft, you're gonna and don't draft a freaking wide receiver in the first round. Not this year. No. Not this year. There's yep. such a surplus of wide receivers. Great wide receivers. First round talent wide receivers sitting in the second round this year because of the amount of defensive front seven players that are going to go in the first round of this year's draft. Yeah. So you're going to be able to get a Debo Samuel in the second round. You're going <laughs> to yeah, I would take Debo all day long. Well, you you I'll get be, you get Debo Samuel in the second round, you just hit a home run. Yeah, well, you know, I I would I would flip out if Debo Samuel came to the right. lines, but I mean, I don't know, somebody else might snap him up first. Yeah, and it's and possible. Here's my question. What are they going to do with that third round draft pick they got for Golden Tate? Cuz number 1, in my opinion, Golden Tate could have at least been traded for second round. If they were smart, cuz they take they technically have two third rounders. No. Uh, yeah. If they were smart, Trade the two third rounders and move into the second round again, and go after Chase Winovich. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Because you know they, you know Chase Winovich was phenomenal or, in Michigan. Or Devin Bush is gonna is supposed to be going yeah. in the second round. Devin you know, there's there's guys there that will offer very. I mean, this this is a whether or not people want to understand it or believe it, whether or not people realize it. This is a star studded draft this year. The last couple of drafts have been just. And, yes. Yeah. You know, we've we've seen talent come out that it, that emerged, but the last couple of drafts, been, okay, you know. But this year's draft, looking yeah. at some of the the players that are coming out specifically in the first round, a lot of the especially the the offensive side of the ball in the second round explodes. <laughs> it's it's just nonstop. You have two corner two quarterbacks that are going in the first round easily. Yeah. Between, oh, yeah. between Kyler Murray and and um, did he win the Heisman this year? I don't. I don't even. I think he did. I think okay. he won the the Heisman. But I mean, you you have these players that are going. You have to go defense in the first round. Oh, absolutely. You you almost have to. Yep. Unless your defense is set. Unless you have the greatest defense in the history of the league or the greatest defense in the league currently, you're going defense. Absolutely. Otherwise, you know, you can go receiver. You can go, but you're going defense. Yep. Unless you have such a glaring need at quarterback. You're yeah, going defense. I don't think anybody. The only person, the only team that I could possibly fathom that needs a needs a quarterback is probably uh, Arizona. Yeah, maybe probably, the Giants. Maybe the Giants. Yeah. but Eli's getting ready to see his way out. Yeah, but, but it, there's than, there's just a lot. There's yeah, there's, there's, a, there's it, too much out there. There's too much defense. There's too much defense in that first round to just go. Eh. Right. You know. So I mean, someone's going to get a steal, and someone's going to have to reach. Yeah, somebody's going to. You're going to see it a few times. Now, and and uh, you alluded to this, Tyler. We were we were talking about about this um, a couple, just a minute ago. 
uh, Landon Collins, he said if the Giants stick the franchise tag on him, he could become a holdout. So you're talking about another Le'Veon Bell situation. Basically. And I look, Landon Collins, great safety. You know what? Let the guy walk. Let him walk. If that's what it comes down to, let him walk. Get to save the cap space. Trade him. Shoot, trade him. Send him yeah. to Detroit. Yeah, you might, yeah, get get some yeah, get a good draft pick yeah. or, or or another player or something. Yeah, put the tag on him, say out yeah, of hell with you. We'll send you over to Detroit and let Detroit sign him for five years. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it, that be smart? Mark would be a good call. Money. Yeah, you know Martha's going to go for it. Martha. <laughs> it's Martha. But you know Martha's old lady. That old lady's going to go for it, that shriveled up old beast. You know she's going to be like, oh, Landon Collins, yeah. Go for it. He's a great safety. I mean, the Giants, they have enough problems at their quarterback position right now that they're not really focused on Landon Collins. Um, but realistically, to me, Landon Collins, he could be that could be a good landing spot for him is Detroit. So, um, but he, he said he could hold out, which is interesting. Um, a guy that we could see hit free agency. He won't hold out, but we could see him hit free agency. Manuel Sanders, he refuses to restructure his contract. He's got one year left on it. Uh, he's due $12 million in 2019. And really, he could become a cap casualty uh, with Denver. It would, it would actually save $10 million in cap space. If Denver were to let him go now, I think they should. They're in a rebuild mode. There's really no point in, in handling it. Let someone else deal with it. There's no point in spending twelve mil, twelve point nine million dollars on a thirty three year old wide receiver that's no. losing speed and losing ability. I agree. I mean, yep. at, at this juncture in time, Emmanuel Sanders needs to. I, I know he wants the big payout at the end of the tunnel. He's not going to get another big payout. No, he's not going to get the big payout. So he gets let go. And they save $10 million, and he gets $2 million of his contract, and whoop, whoop did he do Yep, so you'll go, go look for work elsewhere. Yeah, and, and nobody's going to sign Emmanuel Sanders at this point. Right. I don't think anybody will. I don't, I don't think Emmanuel Sanders um, is worth the money. I, th- I think he's, he's going to be very similar to Des Bryant. He's going to be asking for more, yeah. more than he... More than you know, he's actually it, worth. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where you're getting at, at with, with that one. It's, it's just he's, he's asking too much. Right. Asking too much as Emmanuel Sanders, but he refuses to restructure, so that's going to be interesting. We'll keep you updated on that one. Broncos also parting ways with, and this was a big one, they're parting ways with linebacker Brandon Marshall. It doesn't surprise me. He's, he's getting up there. His, his age still is still playing up there. at a high level. He's still playing at a high level, but it, but it's, it's a. It's, I mean, I, I'm sure his cap hits quite quite high, and for his age, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's getting older, but he's still playing at such a high level. I mean, the guy, he still sells jerseys. Yep, yep, he does. Yep. He said he has those jersey sales up. Yeah, Lamar does, too. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a great – well, actually, well, at least Marshall actually plays well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but uh, – so, 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 I mean, don't give me your jersey sales shit. <laughs> he's playing good ball. Um, I, if I'm the Bron- – I mean, if I'm the Broncos, I, I want to keep him around. But, hey, they're, they're sending him off for free agency. Um, kind of a cap casualty there. Maybe a young team can – you know, a team with a bunch of bunch of young guys can scoop him up and, you know, have some sort of veteran presence. Yeah, they could. I he's he's gonna get picked up. No matter what, he's gonna get picked up. He's gonna hit that free agent market and bing bang bong, he's getting scooped. Mm-hmm. So I mean I I like the I mean, even even if you're scooping him on a one to two year deal. Yeah. A team that doesn't necessarily need a a, a huge name, but could use a guy like like a Marshall 
Okay, go. I, I, I see, for example, Minnesota's getting rid of Anthony Barr, right? If Brandon Marshall were around for a year or two, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, there you I'd go. I'd be thrilled to see him in a Vikings uniform. Another reason don't give me that jersey selling bullshit. Um, Case Keenum had more jersey sales than Brandon Marshall. <laughs> oh, Case Keenum. Yeah. Oh, geez. Now, I'm sure Denver fans thought he was the, the, the chosen one. Just the bee's knees, huh? Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. You, found, you found that out the hard way. <laughs> yep. Now, former Bronco, Demarius Thomas, he got cut by the Texans. Uh, he'll hit free agency as an unrestricted free agent this year. Um, I don't think this is a huge loss for the Texans. I think Demarius Thomas's best years are behind him. Yeah, and he was really only a uh, a, a filler piece because they they just lost Fuller. Yeah, uh, he was. I mean, throughout his career, he was he was kind of a flash in the pan. He had what three good years, maybe four. More than that, he was he was top receiver for quite a bit there. I don't know. I don't know. He can you really say there was a top receiver on a Tim Tebow led team? <laughs> Not really. I mean, really, can you? I mean, you know. I mean, that's fair. St. <laughs> Florida kid. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, uh, I don't know if you can say there was a there was a top receiver with Tim mm, Tebow. He had running five it. straight years of a thousand yards or more. Uh, I, okay, I can maybe I can give that to him. But five years and how many years has he been in the league? Oh, uh, nine, nine. So five out of nine, and in the last two, he hasn't broken a thousand, has he? Nope. No. See, and that's that's what I was expecting. You know, he. Last two, he hasn't broken a thousand. He's on the decline. I, I think his best days are behind him. Somebody will probably pick him up. They'll right. probably pick him up. I mean, just given his size or his his uh, um, his name, his right. namesake. Uh, this, this his contract won't be huge though. So you actually you could get some bang for your buck depending on where he goes. Jacksonville. Jacksonville could use a receiver at this point. Yes, they could. Yeah. I, I just pulled that out of my head. Yo, they, well, and, if you uh, think about it, they they lost Allen Robinson. Right. You know, and lost Hearns. Hearns is gone. They lost, and what was it Meredith? I think this year was it. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, there's the cat from from the Indianapolis. Yeah, Cats. I know you're talking about. Yeah. So, oh no 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 no! Shoot, it's gonna drive me crazy. Oh crap! What's his name? It's gonna drive me crazy. I was gonna say Metcalf, but it's not him. It's a uh, Metcalf. You are obsessed with DK Metcalf. <laughs> you see, you see how big he is now. Yeah, I know. Like he's almost basically a tight end at this point. <laughs> he's a big dude. He's not a small receiver. He's not I'm, a fast I'm, I'm guy. I'm mad. When I Dante see Moncrief. Yes, Moncrief. <clears throat> Moncrief. He's gone. He's in contract here. So they got Marquise Lee, who's coming off an ACL tear, and you got D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, you know, there's not I mean, much there. There's not much there. So this could be a potential spot, landing spot for Demarius Thomas. So you, you'd absolutely be right. And I hate to say it. I mean, I, I like them. To, I don't want them to do it. But I mean, if if they can't get a receiver this year. Um, for short term, I could see Baltimore. Um, yeah. they, they got, they're going to rebuild their staff, but I, I truly think they're going to go to the draft for their receivers. Yeah, maybe like a Metcalf or an AJ Brown, or maybe like a Samuel in the second round. Or Debo, I love Debo. Yeah. I love Debo. That, that's not a secret. No, no, Debo Samuel is one of my favorites. Um, he, he's just fantastic. Now, speaking of the Jags, we were just talking about them. They did exercise their options on uh, defensive end Calais Campbell, which I thought was brilliant. Um, defensive end Lorente McCray, who's eh, and safety Cody Davis, which I liked. Um, but weirdly enough, they did decline the fifth-year option on tight end Austin Safarian Jenkins. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Safarian Jenkins is a good pass-catching guy. I mean, I the the Campbell move I thought was smart. You know, you, you re-signed a, a – I mean, Campbell in the last couple of years has become one of the top defensive ends in the league. He has. He's done well. Yeah, he's done very well. 
especially with Jackson. Um, and and um, he that that system is tailored to a defensive end of his caliber. Um, he's been very, very, very good. So, uh, yeah, Calais Campbell, he comes in and um, he, he gets to re-sign to his big deal. But Safarian Jenkins, he's going to be a huge, huge piece on that tight end market uh, moving in free agency here. So you know he's going to get picked up somewhere. I could see the New York Jets kind of taking another shot on him and saying, "Hey, yeah. you were here before. Why don't you come on back?" They certainly need the help too. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, they got a good, they got a decent quarterback. You know, um, we de- that was demonstrated in Week One of the mm-hmm. season. But yep. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold just doesn't have enough pieces yeah, around. He'll him. be okay. Just um, but if they don't give him pieces, he's going to be doomed to the career that Ryan Tannehill had. That's absolutely because Ryan it. Tannehill is a, is a very good quarterback who he just is. was never given the pieces to get the job done. Yeah, he was never given a good. I mean, where where they'd set him up with great receivers, they'd never give him a line. If they'd set him up with a great line, they would never give him receivers. They would never give him a good defense. Or it, 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 there was always something missing from the Tannehill equation, and that poor guy is just. Eh, you know, he just kind of, kind of, yeah, he, he's, he's getting ready. And, and the, the Dolphins are expected to move on from Ryan Tannehill um, um, coming on this year. Now, a guy that we could see a team move on from, but we're not sure yet. Tom Coughlin comes out and says, Blake Bortles is the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback for now. So, um, so it's even more obvious uh, yeah. than my prediction with the, with uh, Todd Bowles come some weeks ago. Yeah, we we had a similar situation. Oh well, as it stands right now, Todd Bowles is the the Jets coach, and then a week later, Todd Bowles like fired. And I called it too. It was a, it was a, it was a once in a lifetime Scott admitting that someone was right. I was I was laughing so hard as soon as they saw it. I was like, well, I get, I, I get a go. text saying you called it. <laughs> It was it was like wow that's wild because it was not even, it was days after we recorded yeah yeah days after days maybe somebody I mean, was listening to the show yeah so so Blake Bortles is the quarterback for now um, <clears throat> which means he won't yeah which means chances are he's gonna oh he, he's our off season quarterback <laughs> <laughs> that's what we'll call him he, he, we put him on our practice squad yep yep now another for now kind of guy um, the Saints wound up cutting. Kurt Coleman, the the safety, um, after just, I mean, under a year after they signed him to a three year, sixteen point five million dollar extension. Oh dear! <laughs> oh wow. dear! That's my my sentiments exactly. Oh dear! Um, Their defense was was rough at times. Yeah, but it picked up later on in the season. Yes, but the problem with this situation is you signed a guy to a sixteen point five million dollar contract, and he didn't. Um, he didn't uh, play as much as he should. He wasn't on. He was uh, with the new defensive coordinator because we got to remember it was Rob Ryan before as a defensive coordinator. Now they have a new defensive coordinator over there, and he wasn't playing. He didn't get enough field time to merit getting paid sixteen point five million dollars. Yeah, so you see the dilemma there, right? So I mean, it, what sixteen point five divided by three? You're, you're talking about what five point five a year? Oh yeah. So five and a half million dollars a year, the guy wouldn't get enough field time. I get it. And get seeing him out the door. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, absolutely. but but because he's actually a really good safety. But uh, no, they they sent him out the door. The Saints wind up cutting him. They saved the cap space, which is, I mean, kind of good. Um, another guy that that they're going to be saving cap space on over there in New Orleans, Alex Okafor, uh, the defensive end. He will be leaving New Orleans as well, entering free agency. Um, just a, uh, a cap casualty, again, a guy that's getting ready to hit free agency. They're not going to give him a new deal. Um, this guy's going to be a great player. 
Mm-hmm. He, well, he is a great player, but he's going to be a great player on some other team. Right. He's going to get a great deal. He's, he's going to be around. I mean, they're going to give him a five-year contract. I'd, I'd say either, and this is just me shooting from the hip, probably send him to the Chiefs, the Chargers, or um, probably a, a middle-of-the-pack team in... I could see Detroit going after him. Perhaps I could see Detroit yeah, going. They need after they that. need to build that 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 um front that front four there yeah, or, or no their case front three yeah and, uh, uh, on the defense. I, you need a defensive end over there. I mean yeah. Zeke's going out the door. That makes sense. I could see Detroit going after him. I mean it's just it, the guys. He's he's fast. He's great at hitting the quarterback. He's disruptive. He and one thing I like about Okafor is he bats balls down. Quarterback, yeah. that's that's one thing that that consistently goes on with a guy like Okafor. He and, he, and that trade reminds me a lot of uh, um, Nada. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something that that you, N- Nada would um he'd he'd have two guys just blocking against him. He would just go hand up, up and he'd be blocking two guys and block and bat a pass down. It was right. insane. And and that's that's a great trait of a defensive player and, and a defensive lineman. Um, and that's something that Okafor always did with with New Orleans. It would, you would see it all the time. Um, you saw it a couple times early on in the season. You got to see it actually in the playoffs. He did it in the playoffs. So playoffs. Playoffs. He did it in the playoffs this year. So yeah, that's that's a common theme here. Alex, yeah. welcome to the party. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so um, a guy that that uh, another defensive seagulls. Yeah, no, another defi- uh, defensive tackle going out the door um, for the Chargers. Um, and this one was kind of confusing to me, especially given a his age because he's 28 years old, so he's entering his prime. Um, defensive tackle Corey Legion going out the door. Um, I don't know. They're not going to exercise their fifth year option on the guy. I, I think they're nuts. Yeah, they, they thought they should have paid him the money. Pay the man. Um, and I, I get it. They they are they're a little tight right now because they're getting ready to try and re-sign Philip Rivers. You know, we got to realize that. Philip Rivers is in his contract year coming up here. Rivers is what thirty four now. Um, Melvin Gordon's got to get him close to a new yep. deal. So they're they're preparing. Um, I can understand that they're not able to re-sign him at the same time. Uh, Corey Legit is a great defensive tackle. I mean, uh, once again, <clears throat> Vikings, please get him, please <laughs> for the love of God. Um, you you just let Sheldon Richardson walk, <laughs> Corey Legit, please, thank you. Um, this is this is one of their another team's losses, another team's gain. Yeah. Uh, Corey Legion's a great player, he's a great defensive tackle. I, I, he's kind of like the heart. I, if I if I had any choice of of which defensive tackle to get rid of, rid of in San Diego, if it was Mebane or if it was Corey Legion, buy Brandon Mebane. I'll see you later. Right. So, but but Corey Legion, I mean Corey Legion's entering his prime. This isn't a guy that that we're talking about like. Oh yeah, this is a 35-year-old defensive tackle. It's on an ass end of his deal. No, this is 28 years old. 28 years old, entering his prime. Pay the man. Yeah, pay the man. Get, it, get him on a three-year deal. Golly, it just drives me crazy. I don't understand it. Get him on a three. Get him on a four-year deal. I mean, you you want to have him until he's about 32, 33 years old. At this stage of the game, yeah, well, pay the man. I think you know players in general aren't players in general like. Lasting longer than thirty one. Oh 32? yeah, most players. Most players in the NFL last till about 35, 36 years old. Most players. I mean, and and you know, it's it's not like you know when we're when we're sitting around playing Madden where a guy starts regressing just horrendously at thirty one years old. 
some of these guys get better with age. Look at Drew Brees. Yep. Drew Brees sitting around at 40 years old throwing bombs like it's nobody's business. Absolutely, like breaking passing yard records and yeah. all that stuff, passing mm-hmm. Peyton Manning and all that. And here comes, you know, freaking Drew Brees walking on the All right, kids, we're yeah. going to play some football today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, torches all of yeah. them. You know. What? Throwing the ball? Where am I? I mean, like 35 we, is the uh, league's average age of retirement. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, it... It, it's a common, it's a common thing. You get to a guy that's twenty eight years old, though, twenty seven to thirty two is a prime. And if he yep. for a guy who's twenty eight years old, pay the man, yep. pay the man. I love Philip Rivers. Don't get me wrong. Just He's not this bogus back ended deal, though. Right. I mean, at that age, we, we talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. At 28, 29, 20, um, give him a deal with front end that front shit. load that crap. Yeah, man, that's that's what we want. So I mean, you're gonna. See that get, hopefully Corey Legion gets picked up by my Vikings, but you know he's going to get picked up somewhere. We're waiting for that one. Um, another cut that went on. Uh, this one kind of threw me for a loop. I understand the age factor. Look, I get it, but at the same time, Falcons cut kicker Matt Bryant. He's one of the better ones. That I was stunned by that. One of the best in the league. Um, kicker Matt Bryant gets cut. I mean. I, I hate it, but at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> Vikings, <laughs> Vikings, go go get yourself some some uh, Matt Bryant. You need a new kicker. Um, Plenty of teams that could use one. Mm-hmm. Give this guy a one-year deal. He'll be around. I mean, he's going to be basically Matt Bryant and um, Adam Vinatieri. Or, like almost one yeah, they're, they're on par there with each other. <laughs> I mean, as far a, as what? As far as age. Um, and Terry's Lord and Bryant. Well, duh, but I mean, like the the longevity in the league and whatnot. And, and the same. They're getting there. Skill. Bryant's forty. I know that. You know, Bryant. Bryant's forty. Yeah, he's older than I thought he was. Yeah, he's forty three. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, old guys. <laughs> old guys. Let's put it that way. Yeah, Josh is like, let's go get Matt Bryant. <laughs> Uh, and Vinatieri's my punter. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna sit there and have Matt Bryant sewing quilts on the sidelines. <laughs> my fingers hurt. No, uh, <laughs> so that's an oldie. Buddy. Yes, yes, I I knew you guys would appreciate that one. Um, so uh, th- yeah, Matt Bryant going out the door. Some a team's gonna pick him up. He's gonna hit free agency. I, there's no way that man's gonna retire. He's gonna hit free agency. Somebody's gonna grab him up, and I'm I'm hoping it's Minnesota. But anyway, um. So uh, with that, we we are um, wow we we're we're about an hour in here, Tyler. We're going fast. We're going fast, but we're rocking here. Yeah. Um, rocking now, through the now, now your back's gonna hurt because you just got landscaping to do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what we'll do is we'll we're we got more news around the league because we got we've got three weeks worth of stuff. Oh yeah! Holy sweet Jesus! Three weeks worth of stuff. Um, so we we've got more news around the league. We still got to get to Tyler's top ten. Freighton's forgotten five, so that'll be entertaining. Um, we are here with the Cannonball Alex Steele, which is always very entertaining. Yeah, it has been so far, at least I hope. Mm, yes, it has been. Um, and uh, it's your first time on the show, so I'm stoked. I'm stoked because, you know, first-timers coming on the show, a great time. We're, we're, Absolutely. I'm having a blast. Yeah, so yeah. He's like, turning in his V-card today. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm buddy. like a cannonball. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Yes, <laughs> screw, that is. Screw the wrecking ball. I just, I, I, I parked the ship out the side and, you know, just put the cannon on the side. I'm going to light the fuse and let's just get this over. Yeah, exactly. Can park it in my moat. Uh, <laughs> it's King Tyler. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we will be right back with more news around the league. And uh, maybe, oh, it depends on where we're at. We might have a, a third 
segment here with Tyler's Top 10 Freight Towns Forgotten 5, but we'll see. So uh, we'll be right back, and we will uh, continue this fiasco right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours. With the rates ranging from $55 to $130, you get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. And welcome back to the Outside Blitz. I'm your host, Tyler D. Don't you start too. I will throw you out the window. You, uh, you, you really? Throw, I'm a big boy. You know? <laughs> You'll probably throw your back out. Me out. It's all helium. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> my co-host, the fabulous Scotty Freytown, and the Cannonball, Alex Neal. Boom goes the Cannonball. And we are uh, ready to uh, continue our three weeks worth of news. We we took our hiatus. We're we're back, ready to rock and roll. There's um, lots of news in the news. Yeah, lots of news in the news. Um, so not Huey Lewis and the news. No, no, not that type of news. Um, so we we do have some sad news. Oh, some no, sad yeah, news. I'm yeah. gonna bring it down for a minute, and we'll bring it back up. It's kind of like the breakdown, the big, big breakdown in the rock and roll song. Yeah. Um, former Vikings starting quarterback Wade Wilson. He did uh, pass away at uh, 60 years old. I love Wade Wilson. Probably a little before uh, old Tyler's time here, but uh, you and I, Alex, we do remember old Wade Wilson. And uh, I, I play in the old uh, Tecmo Super Bowl games. Wade Wilson, starting quarterback, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, guy was beast mode. Um, I loved Wade Wilson. I, I loved Wade Wilson. I, I actually I got the opportunity to watch him for a few years as a youngster. And uh, it, it, you know, he passed away pretty early in his life, sixty years old. Yeah, that's geez, oh, But a great quarterback. Um, our hearts uh, go out to the way the family of Wade Wilson, and uh, you know he's he's going to be missed. He's a tremendous, he was a tremendous player, um, and a great person too. Everybody says he was just a very intense player, and uh, just a great player all around. So I, I you know, rest in peace, Wade Wilson. Um, now another sad, sad story. We did have a 51-year defensive back coach, Emmett Thomas, the Chiefs defensive backs coach. He retires after 51 years in the league. Holy he, right. Happy retirement. Is that longer than LeBeau? It, it might be. 51 I thought, I thought years LeBeau in the was the longest. 51 years I forgot, in the league. I forgot about him for a while. But yeah, um, happy retirement, sir. <laughs> 51 yeah. years in the league, and your team was just in the AFC Championship game. So, I mean... Rock and roll, man. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess it's kind of a bittersweet story. Yeah, it's not bit, as sad. You know what? Bittersweet, but fifty-one years in the league. Yeah. If, if anybody's got any knowledge about this, about this league, it's him. These guys yeah. been around since Super Bowl two. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's, 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 that's the thing. That's a long time ago. That's <laughs> yeah. when the AFL was a thing. Right, right. So I mean, 
So the guy's been around since Super Bowl two, and he finally retires here. So happy retirement, sir. I, I hope you enjoy a wonderful, wonderful rest of your life. Go go chill out with your wife. Go get laid up on a daily basis or something. Josh will sign you. Yeah. <laughs> and if you have trouble with that, Robert Kraft will hook you up. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Robert Kraft in Florida there. Um, now, now, do you think he, you think Robert Kraft accidentally got with some uh, trannies because he's a little old and senile? Where am I? <laughs> That's what? not supposed to go in there. <laughs> I didn't know you could use a, a cigarette that way. Oh, I thought no. it was a toggle switch. Oh. <laughs> uh, we need to get. How did I it. get? How did I get into this situation? <laughs> hey, Robert uh, Kraft got us into this situation. <laughs> Robert Kraft got himself into that situation. Without question. Let's no. get to the news. No. It's been so long. I've been, I've been, I've been good in the show lately. What, what, what was I, I had? A, I had a thing that I would say almost every slob week. cob. Yeah, I'm slobbing the cob. There it is. Thank you. Because <laughs> uh, I would always call the show Tob. Yes. yes. And then you, you stopped. I stopped because you ruined everything. Um, so <laughs> we craft probably actually slobs and cobs. You probably. No, we we did have some. We did have some. Um, we shouldn't go on long breaks anymore. No, we shouldn't. This is, the more alcohol enters your system, we're we're having beers tonight. The more alcohol enters your system, the worse things get. Now uh, we did have some news out of the Chiefs camp. Other than that, and we did, and, and a lot of it, you know, the Chiefs and um, the Falcons kind of intermingled a lot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons added former Chiefs defensive backs coach, or I'm sorry, defensive coordinator Bob Sutton as an assistant coach. Um, now we, we know that the chiefs defense was trash this past year. We we know that. Um, but as an assistant coach, I mean, a lot of it, I think had to do with the the chiefs not having the personnel that they needed, um, outside of maybe like D Ford and, and, and Barry and a few others. I mean, it was, was was D Ford still hiding in that bunker? (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, he did cost his team a, a super yeah y- yeah let's throw that out there yep he speaking did. of d4 the chiefs are trying to bring him back they are trying to bring him back that oh that God. is a thing chiefs are trying to bring back d4 um they're trying to find that that uh nice little sweet spot of of uh not being off sides but at the same time giving him a good contract oh, absolutely yeah, so, uh, <laughs> That's, you know it's, it's somewhere in the middle yeah, so, you know, yeah I, mean, some, I guess it's a good show of solidarity you know, right cheese you'll forgive a mistake like that even though it pretty much cost them the no chance to go to the super bowl but right but right. d ford is a very 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 good player and and um i mean you're he's the kind of guy you're going to want to bring back yes really. absolutely you know, I mean, he's, he is. He's one of guy, kind of guy you want to bring back. He's he's very talented. I like D Ford a lot. So I mean, I, I think this is a very smart move. Um, also, the Falcons go out. They release defensive end Brooks Reed. Um, Reed just he, he underperformed. That's just the the fact of the matter. Brooks Reed he, he underperformed. He was somewhat of a cap casualty, but at the end of the day, I mean, would I be bringing back Brooks Reed? Probably not. Probably not. It, it was I I expected you know that type of cut. I I mean. Eh, eh, he's not worth the money we're paying him. Um, we had a few other cuts as well. Uh, the one of the interesting ones that's coming up, and and uh, the Bears are expected to cut tight end Dion Sims uh, as a cap casualty. He's due six million dollars in twenty nineteen. Uh, that's the rumor around the uh, the the team. There is that Dion Sims will be cut by the Chicago Bears. And and speaking of the Bears, um, just news came out within the last couple hours. Um, the Bears are expected to part ways with Cody Parkey. 
Mm. Well, I wonder why. Yeah, but, which makes me really disappointed that the Browns um, signed uh, Kareem Hunt. I thought he'd be a perfect role for the Bears' kicking position. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're full of jokes today, Tyler. You're on fire today, man. He's on fuego. He's but, on fire. But back to Kareem Hunt, though. Um, it on the Browns signed him. Uh, it it, it kind of shocked people at first, but once you just kind of backed up and thought about it. It's low risk, high reward for the Browns. Yeah, here's um, the here's the. He kick. doesn't. It, he's going to go on the uh, uh, commissioner's uh, uh, exempt list. Exempt list. Yep. And if that happens, and he's and he's on there long term, cut him. You have no loss. Um, but if he comes off at a decent time, you have a Pro Bowl caliber, top five caliber running back at your disposal. Right. You have a great with your back. rookie already in Chubb. Bingo. And the other thing is, is that they still have Duke Johnson on that team, and and the. The, the Browns have come out and flat out said, Duke Johnson isn't expendable yet. They're waiting right. to see what happens with Hunt. Yeah, exactly. If Hunt gets out of this um, um, clean and he's able to come back in long term, Duke will be gone. Right. You're going to see Kareem Hunt get signed to a long-term deal. It's, it's very like you said, very low risk, very high reward for the Browns. Right. You, basically, you sign a guy, so in, and it's nothing guaranteed. Guy doesn't play, he doesn't play. You're not paying him anything. Right. You know, it's, it's, a, it's all dependent on him playing, him actually being on the field. So, I mean, if he doesn't get on the field, you let him go. No big deal. You shrug and you walk away from it. If, if he does play, you get a great, great running back out of the situation. Is it a win-win? Absolutely. It was a smart move by the Browns. I'm surprised other teams didn't go after you see, it. You see other teams all the time hold on to players that are exempt or this or that. Right. The uh, Jaguars still own Justin Blackman, even though he's probably done. Yep. But if he came back tomorrow... He is owned by the Jaguars. Yeah, exactly. You see it all the time. You see, you got to see it with uh, um, uh, uh, Brown sat on Gordon for a long time. Right, right. You, but you got to see it with the Seahawks and Marshawn Lynch. I yeah. mean, you got to see that Lynch. He he thought, oh, I'll just retire. They'll just let me. Well, no. He came back, and the Seahawks were like, well, whoever wants you, they give it her hand over some draft picks. Otherwise, <laughs> you're sol. Yeah. He, he yeah. kind of saw it with uh, um, Bruce Arians, right? Yep. Yep, they, they yep. Tra- trained him to Oakland, didn't they? Mm. Well, he retired and he came back, but the Cardinals still owned his uh, his rights. His rights, so, yeah. so they had to give up something. It wasn't much, but right. So I mean, ultimately, um, I mean, this is uh, it, it. It makes for like you said, low risk, high reward. It's a very good situation for the Browns. Uh, they they wind up in a very successful position. Um, and and they're going to wind up with a great running back, one either with Kareem Hunt. Or without cream hunt, I mean, they they wind up in a good good situation. I like this move. Um, really, Tyler, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? I'm just, re- I'm just refilling my beer. Yeah. Alex, beer. Alex is refilling his beer, and you're rooting him on like a college frat boy. Do you want, want me to actually speak? I was going to go, a, go, go. <laughs> he's like doing a keg stand here. <laughs> Come on now. Um, other running backs that that are. Uh, that are, are getting worked out right now, anyway. The Lions are working out running back Pat Gillisley. Pointless. You, you have, their depth is, is, is fine. Wait, no, it's not. Zenner's gone. I don't care. You, st- you, you still got Karen Johnson. You still got Blunt's uh, um, gone. Theo. You got, and Theo Riddick is in a contract year. This is, and you know what? what You're going to overpay for a third string running back. Here's, here's what I'm going to say about Gillisley. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just toss this out there. Where's he from? From Detroit? No, no. Where's Gillisley from? What what team does he play for currently? Or or did he? Pats. The Patriots. Right. Who loves the Patriots? Uh, Bob Quinn. Everyone. 
Bob Quinn well, he used, well, he used and Matt him. and Matt Patricia. Yeah, they, they love Patriots guys, and and they take the Patriots leftovers. Gillisley's a good running back. Is he a number one running back? No, but he's a good backup. Mm-hmm. He's a very good backup. Uh, I can't I can't take anything away from him on that level. Um, he's actually come in and started very well in in certain uh, games, and he's he's done well for himself. Um, you know, it's it's a good workout. Are they going to overpay for him? I don't know how much they're going to pay for Gillisley. To be honest with you, if you give him two million dollars a year, is it? Does it become overpaying? I don't know. It, it depends, depends what they give him. Right. I mean, and, uh, and depends on his performance. Two million dollars a year for for a, a backup running back. I'll take that. Yeah, it's, it's you know, and he's a young guy. He's got a lot of tread on the tires. I like Gillisley. I think it's a smart move. Um, I, it's a, and a lot of people are just like blah because he's a Patriots guy, but I mean, it's just the reality. You know, it's, he's he's a good running back. You got to look past the team brand. Bingo. Just, just look at the stats. Sometimes, sometimes you see nonsense, like when they picked up Kennard and made him a, a a linebacker, starting linebacker. Okay, yeah. Here, let's take the sixth round guy and make him a starting linebacker, and yeah, that that's because he's a former sense. Patriot. Nobody cares, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, you know, Kennard Kennard wasn't a good running back. Gillsley's Kennard uh, wasn't a good linebacker. Gillsley's a good running back. So I mean, it's just what it is. I've I mean, I, I think I think a lot of people are making too much of the fact that oh he just loves Patriots guys. Well, no, uh, no. he's a good player. <laughs> so um, now, speaking of good players that got signed, um, so the Falcons release Robert Elford, mm-hmm. the corner, and uh, a few days later the Cardinals sign Robert Elford to a three-year, twenty-two point five million dollar contract. Um, and and he gets away with they they kind of get away with it usually when you release a guy, you know, um, they, they you got to wait till free agency to pick him back up. Right. But in this current situation, free agency doesn't really apply to Alfred. Really, Tyler? <laughs> yeah. He tried to. Tyler is him. all over the place today. Let me just throw that out there. Yeah, this guy has been it. out of his mind today. It's been fabulous. I mean, between the between the Robert Kraft jokes and just the Robert Kraft jokes, the the beer, and now he cracks a beer and he looks all sad about it. Like, oh no, I'm disrupting things. No, Crack your beer. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, we're all adults. Yes, geez, old Pete's time. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> 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 <My God. laughs> Okay, um, but anyway, where was I at here? Uh, Robert Elford gets signed by by the Arizona Cardinals. Huge okay. signing for them. Big bolster to the secondary. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you already have Patrick Peterson. That's what's great about this situation. You have Patrick Peterson on one end guarding one of the, the wide receivers, and they're going to start. And that was a big problem the Cardinals had last year. I don't know if anybody noticed. Patrick Peterson was not lined up against number one receivers last year. Right. So you make it sound like they had only one problem last year. Well, they <laughs> they had more than but one no, problem. You're, you're, it's a you're big right, deal. You're right. It's a big deal. Patrick Peterson shut down corner, okay. so you you lined him up against number two, number three receivers in the slot. Why are why are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense. Right. So, but now they got Robert Alford over there. Robert Alford is a fully capable corner. We know he's a capable corner. He's a cap casualty in in uh, Atlanta. There now he's going to wind up being the guy that's number two behind Patrick Peterson, who's arguably the best corner in the league. There you go. Not anymore. Well, one of. Yeah, one no, of. for sure, one of. One of. I mean, can you call him top five at this point yes. still? I think you can. So, I mean, 
realistically, this is a great situation for the Cardinals. It's a good step in the right direction. Fixing their situation is one of the gripes Patrick Peterson had, where at the beginning of the season he was talking about how he wanted to leave the team. And a couple weeks later he said, oh, I want to come back. I want to be a part of the Cardinals. This is my team. This is where I'm going to retire, blah, blah, blah. So now you got Robert Alford over there. He gets the support that he needs in the secondary. It's very helpful. There you go. So I mean, I mean, like I said before, you know they need all the help they can get. Right, and it's a good signing. Alfred's got. I mean, he's he's in his prime. Twenty eight years old, he's in his prime. He's got a lot of tread on the tires. This is a good good signing for the Cardinals. I can dig it. Um, now one team, one team that isn't getting a good signing out of their guy. Um, Eagles pick up Nick Foles' $20 million option, and Foles responds with his intentions to void the contract. I'll pay you. Just let me go. (laughs) I will pay you money to let me walk. Oh, my gosh. This is is, is, uh, the Twilight Zone. Well, you know what's interesting? You know, Foles is... We know my opinion on Foles. I think yep. he's trash. Yep, absolutely. Right, Tyler thinks he's trash. There's like there's like a five minute rant or so. In one oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so tired of Nick Foles. Yep. Nick, but some idiotic team is going to go out and say, "Hey, Nick, we'll come? give you twenty eight million a year for seven yeah. years. You want to come play ball over here? We know you're thirty one years old. Fuck it, let's why don't you come over here and play ball for seven eight years? Yeah, that's what we'll do. I I got to point out something else here. I mean, I'm the one getting getting shit on here, but Scott's the one mm. spilling beer over here. Yeah, I just spilled on myself. Yeah, well, get him a bib. Well, that's what Nick Foles does to people. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Foles, <laughs> Nick Foles <laughs> makes me violently shake until beer starts spilling on myself. So right. Um, so, you should have heard him during the playoffs when uh, uh, when Nick Foles was winning games. Golly. Yeah, that that was that was insane. I mean, Cody Parkey really uh, <sighs> he needs his own bunker too. If, but. if uh, Scott had a beer in his hand when he was ranting about Nick Foles, there would have been beer on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I was I, mad. That was, yeah, that was quite epic. No, I was so, just I'm furious. Here, Here's my question: What team's gonna let's let's take a poll right now? What team's gonna be dumb enough to offer Nick Foles a ridiculously expensive contract? I am I am willing to bet Miami a shit ton of money that'll be one of three teams: Miami, mm-hmm. Washington, Jacksonville. I think it's more than likely gonna be Washington. Yeah, the Redskins. Yeah, he's going to spite his former team and go to, go to a division yeah, rival. Well, I think not only that, but but um, Alex Smith isn't slated to retire this year, and and Washington. But he's going to sit all year. He's yeah, he's more than he, likely. He's going to sit. They, they said he's not going to be ready for 2019. Right. So uh, if he's not going to be ready for 2019, I mean Nick Foles. Could be the guy. Yeah, he totally doesn't have to be. But uh, no, he shouldn't be. Exactly, he shouldn't be. He also got Bridgewater too. Right. That that he'll end up going to one of the other, the other three that I mm-hmm. I mentioned there. Sure. I think Bridgewater. I, I could see Bridgewater going to Miami more than anything. Right. I mean, I'd rather have Bridgewater than Foles. Yeah. Yeah. It's cheaper, number one. Yeah, exactly. The, the cost is huge, and and you're not going to lose. Your I don't ass see Bridgewater getting any, any more than a one. Uh, at best, two-year deal, just because you don't really know what it's a, a prove-it deal. Yeah, you yeah. need to have him have a prove-it deal and let him be a starter. Guy hasn't been a starter in three years. I want a soup. I want a Super Bowl. That's got to count for something. No, Bridge. No, no, Bridgewater never won a Super Bowl. I, I, I was, I was uh, acting like Foles. But oh, Foles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Super Bowl. A lot of people made too much of a thing about the fact that Nick Foles won five games last year. Dog right. masks. Yeah, you made you won five games. Oh, oh, he won five. Games. Oh, wow, he won five. It wasn't even he won five. He won four out of five. Yeah, and and they were they were against uh, puppeteer teams. Yeah, Lamar won more games than that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lamar. God, I hate and I, and I hate Lamar Jackson. I hate Lamar. <laughs> God, I hate him. Yeah, uh, I hate him in Foles. I just think they're terrible. Right. Um, but now, um, at least um, Lamar knows what he is right now, and Foles thinks he's just the God's guitar. Oh, he, yeah, he thinks he's the bee's knees. Um, one guy that isn't the bee's knees, and uh, his team told him so, the Jets released uh, center Spencer Long, citing his struggles in 2019 as the reason. Spencer Long's a good lineman. Yeah. He's a good center. Jets are in a uh, um, weird rebuild, well, constant rebuild. Con- yeah, it's yeah. constant. Oh, They're re- con- just releasing good players for having one off year. I don't get it. Yeah, they've been, they've been rebuilding since, haven't they been rebuilding since the butt fumble incident? Yeah. Yeah, basically. They've been rebuilding for almost a decade at this Frickin point. Frickin' Sanchez goes to two straight um, championship games, and then after that, just they're... Uh, just nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Awful. Just awful. awful. Um, and another center that we were talking about earlier on this week, got great news, Travis Frederick yeah. from the Cowboys. He'll be uh, returning. He's nearing his return after that uh, autoimmune disorder, um, basically... Uh, Took him off the tracks for 2018. He had an autoimmune disorder, put him on his ass. But uh, Travis is uh, going to be back, Travis Frederick. Nice chip. That's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. He's he's a hell of a center. Hell of a center. He's probably the best center in the league right now. I, I don't think anybody can can uh, really hold anything against him. And I think, I think you know, if the Cowboys had Travis Frederick on the field for, for a lot of their uh, season, the fact that the Cowboys made the playoffs this year without him is a big deal. But if they had him in the playoffs this year, yeah, they probably would have made it a lot further. Yeah, they would have. They could have made waves here. Um, the Cowboys actually played a really great season. Had a really great year. They played really well this season. And uh, another guy talking about coming back to the Cowboys, Sean Lee. He said he plans on playing next year. This is a guy who could be a cap casualty. Could be. He's yep. thirty-two now. At his age, yes. Um, I I don't know his contract numbers off the top of my head right now, but if if they're looking kind of high, he could be someone that ends up getting cut. Yeah, he could. Uh, Uh, He's still a good linebacker. Great linebacker. But uh, old. uh, If his numbers numbers are high and and they need to re-sign someone, he could get the boot. Old is dirt, great in pass coverage. That's the thing about Sean Lee, great in pass coverage. Like, I always look at Sean Lee like, man, this guy. Like, when it comes to being, like, in man or zone, he can do it. When it comes to tackling, eh, debatable. He's not really much of a run stopper, but but as far as his passing, his pass coverage goes, man, top line, top of the line, easily. Absolutely. Um, so we we do have that one going on. Um, we had another cut. the The Bucks got done cutting uh, defensive end Vinnie Curry. Um, he was another cap casualty in the situation, um, and also it was a coordinator change situation. Um, defensive coordinator changes. And guess what? Sorry, bud. You're not the kind of guy I'm looking for. Right. It's, Ouch. It's kind of been like the defensive coordinator circus. <laughs> yeah. The carousel's been... Well, it's been a circus in Tampa Bay for a minute now. Yeah. I mean, we got to watch that quarterback carousel go on all season long, and I'm just scratching my head going, what in the hell is happening? I'm pretty sure the only highlight of the Tampa Bay Buccaneer season is having uh, John Gruden put on the ring of honor. <laughs> yeah, John. Oh, God, I hate John Gruden. So well, and the fact they're they're benching their quarterback every every other week, and they're just both putting up like four hundred yard games. Like, oh, yep, yep I'm getting I'm, next week. I'm getting benched though, so who cares? Yeah, yeah it's all oh, here's Ryan Fitzpatrick. The, the highlight of their year was weeks one through three. Oh dear, and that's all it was. It was one, weeks one through three where where Ryan Fitzpatrick just went ham for a minute and looked like king shit of the universe, and then after that it was 
you yeah, know. He decided he decided to take a dump. Yeah, and then him and Jameis Winston just exchanged barbs for the rest of the time. One more game's Nick Foles. Yeah, here comes Nick. Here comes yeah, uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick. There walking on walking on the field, looking like Conor McGregor the pimp. You know. <laughs> oh, Fitz Magic's here, baby. Yeah, and then he goes out and craps the bed in week yeah. four. Yeah, that's this nice. is a joke. Um, so, but Vinnie Curry, uh, great player. Um, he's going to wind up getting a lot of looks in free agency. You know, there's a lot of teams that need a good defensive end. <laughs> Your Lions, yeah, um, for sure. A lot of teams that need a defensive end, and uh, he's going to be available. There's a lot of defensive talent in both free agency and the draft. I keep saying it, and and man, I'm excited about it. But there's one defensive talent that won't be here in the draft. Who's that? And that's that's Jeffrey Simmons. Nah. Well, he'll be in the draft, but he won't be here for the combine for sure. But his draft stock has Just plummeted. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like there's a story here. Yep, uh, projected first round defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons, projected seventh overall. Yep, suffers an ACL tear. Oh, um, dear. I mean, we're talking. Uh, I mean, we're two months before the draft. Yeah, this. Yeah, this is like one of those injuries that usually takes you out for an entire season. Yes. Oh, brother. All right, Mister Draft Board, where 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 does uh, Simmons go now? Uh, well, Simmons going to drop. Obviously, my my big thing is okay for for as talented we got. We we got to remember the NFL season doesn't start until September. Right. Okay. The NFL season. You know, so if a guy goes down for the year, goes down for the season, the NFL season's four months, right? Yep. We're talking about four four months in a week. This is normally about a year, so, so he probably won't even be ready again until about this time next year. It, it's possible that he could be ready. That's the thing. I when we're talking about finely tuned, finely tuned athletes. This guy's kind of younger. Right. You could you could see him ready by I think late September, early October. No. I think you could. I think, so. I think you could. Um, you the, you got to. I think you could, and and I I is he going to drop for sure? He's oh, dropping. Yeah. There's other defensive tackles on the board that are going to go. I mean, guys like Ed Oliver are going to be still there. Yeah. Um, you to me. Yeah, yeah if you got a bum wheel, I mean, you, yeah. you're obviously going to be dropping stock. Second round, he's yeah. he's going to drop. Possibly I got him late second. second. Yeah, he's going to the second round. Um, it, it that injury in itself, and I. <laughs> You know, it's such an obscure time to to get that type of injury. Yeah, it's like you know, you know, torn ACL. What were you doing? You know, do, he was probably uh, he was probably uh, you know one of those Tony Little. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the gazelle. <laughs> he was out on the gazelle trying to stay in cardio shape. That's exactly what he was doing. I think he blew out his hammy. Yeah, um, just wild. Now we do have some some combine news. He will obviously. He won't be at the Combine, but uh, we do have some Combine news. So Oklahoma wide receiver Marquise Brown, he's not going to participate in the con- Combine or the Pro Day. He had foot surgery. Okay. Um, so uh, Marquise Brown, he's slated to be the number one receiver in this draft. Now, I don't think after the foot surgery he's going to be the number one receiver in the draft. I, I just I don't think he will. I think he drops. Um, there's a lot of other receivers out there that could wind up being the top guys. I think DK Metcalf winds up being the top guy now. That you have um, Brown, you know, having the foot surgery. Absolutely. That affects his mobility. That affects his speed. That affects his forty time. It, I mean, it affects a lot of things. I think. I think AJ Brown is going to be the number one. You think AJ Brown in, in, in this class? Yeah, it's um, possible. Met, Metcalf's going to be up there. And um, speaking of Metcalf, we kind of talked about it earlier, but um, um, if you haven't Google um DK Metcalf um. Right now, he 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 missed his entire rookie se- um entire senior season or just most of it. Um, he had an injury, so he he missed most of the season. Yes, he did. But um, he's been working out hard in this uh in this off season here, and 
and he's standing next he's to humongous. I think he's standing next to AJ Brown, mm-hmm. and he makes he he makes AJ Brown look like look like look look like me standing next to uh, like Big Show or some shit. <laughs> Uh, DK Metcalf is a big boy. He really, he really is. He's but he already boy. was, but now yeah. he's huge. Yeah. So I mean, it. it I think he's going to be the number one receiver. I, I don't think anybody else. I mean, and in the second round, I mean, you'll see guys like Debo go, who I love. But and the reality is, is DK Metcalf will probably be the number one. There are five or six um, mock drafts that have Ravens getting Metcalf. Really, and I'd love that. Yeah, oh, you'd you be would. freaking out. Yeah, you would be. We got DK Metcalf. I'd get a phone call like the next five seconds. But but again, we we were talking about the their whole Ravens thing and this. Um, Ravens are going to be a hard sell for free agents. Yes, receivers because um, free receivers they want to get the damn ball. Well, they still have John Brown hanging around. Well, he's going out the door. Is are they going to unless send they him unless they resign him? I mean, they feel I feel like they should. But he did nothing after Lamar came in. Yeah, well, it's Lamar. But I mean, really, I mean, you do. That's like saying, so oh, I see, he did, I see John he did Brown, nothing getting thrown to by Mike Glennon. You know, I, mean? well, I see John Brown wanting to go out the door because he doesn't got anyone thrown to him. He, he did nothing after oh, no, Marcus I, Russell came into the I, game. I agree with you. What? I'm, I'm just saying, um, um, Baltimore's not going to be a... Uh, Tim um, Tebow goes two for eight for 64 yards. Yeah. Yeah, we, I can buy that for a dollar. <laughs> but but Baltimore's not going to be an ideal place to go for a guy who wants to get the receptions. Right. So they're going to have to target it in the draft. Yep. Right. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. The only guy they're going to have this year, I, I believe that um, Crabtree's going to get cut, but they're going to have, uh, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Willie Sneed. Willie Sneed. Who, who actually benefited the most from Lamar coming in. He, yeah. got, he, got, he got by far the most targets and catches the second Lamar came in. He was, the, he he was, was more the, favorite. Because he's more the, the checkdown guy. He was Lamar's favorite. Yeah. Um, now, a guy that, that will is deciding whether or not he wants to throw in the combine, Kyler Murray, um, who recently just declared for the draft. Kyler Murray, he comes out and... Uh, you know, Murray was was kind of an interesting little animal because we we weren't sure if he was going to go into Major League Baseball or not, and he wanted guaranteed money from the Major League scouts or the Major Major League teams. They didn't give him the guaranteed money, so he decides to declare for the draft. But right. but now he's sitting here going, well, I don't know if I'm going to throw in the combine. Look, yeah, bro, but, but what are you dude, hiding? Yeah, no, it's like either he either there's something we don't know about that, or right, or homeboy is just trying to. But I'm telling you right now, I mean, first of all. I felt that you know, yeah, he had he, he played baseball and he played football, but he mentioned in an interview that he uh, you know saw himself more of as a football guy, right? You know, so and the fact that you do, you don't want to throw in the combine, I'm like, dude, that's a big deal. That, it's big, that's a big deal. You got Haskins hanging around in the draft. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins is you know he torched Michigan, which right, know, my heart fell through, fell through my stomach during that. <laughs> Mine you know, too. But that was you know that's not relevant. What what is relevant is. You know, you have to be able to throw the ball right. in, in the league. I mean, got to be able to. I mean, yeah, you have to, and run. you got to be able to showcase it. Yeah, That's absolutely. the thing. You got to be able to show these scouts that you can throw the ball effectively. So why yeah, would you hold I, out? Yeah, why would you hold out? I mean, there's something going on there, and you know, this might affect his draft stock. You know, who knows? I mean, oh, he didn't throw at the combine, so we're not going to know like what his passer rating is. Well, you know, he might he might fall like third row or something. Right. Right. So I mean, I, uh, I to me, I I feel like it's a, a big uh, issue there. I I don't I don't I don't really like the fact that that he is um, 
holding out from throwing the ball. I think that's just nonsense. It's crap. Um, now, one guy that I'm really happy, and I'm excited. I'm super, 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 super excited to see him. He said he's quote-unquote going to be back in action at the Combine. Nick Bosa, going to be at the Combine. Everybody's excited about it because he's coming off that major injury. It kept him out all year. Okay, but might be a dumb question, but is he related to Joey Bosa at all? Yeah, that's his brother. Oh, nice. They're brothers. Um, so Nick Bosa will be will be uh, back, and they both went to Ohio State. Oh, wow. Two Ohio State guys. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's growling here in Michigan. Yeah, but anyway. Um, no, but he's he's a great player. No, and the Bosa boys are great. They they are great. And and uh, Joey right now, he's he's a monster over there in San Diego. Um, and Nick oh, yeah. is going to be a monster wherever he goes. To me, I would love to see him both get drafted to San Diego. I just think that'd be yeah, fun. He's hell. not making it. To San no, Diego. he's not going to make it that far. Uh, he's, he's going to he's going to a Cardinals. He's going to Arizona. Oh, well, yeah. And I mean, unless Arizona trades down, yeah, unless they said. unless they trade down, why That's, would they, why would you trade trade down having number one pick in the draft? Though? Well, well, here's the kicker about that whole thing: if you can trade down in the draft, say from a hypothetical standpoint, you are the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. With how stacked this draft is, oh, yeah. as far as the talent goes in the in the defensive side of the football, and how stacked it is going into the second round, think about what Arizona has going on. They've got Larry Fitzgerald in the final final year of his deal. He's getting yeah. ready to retire after this season, right? Yeah. You've got so you've got all kinds of receivers in the second round that you can go after. I keep talking about him, Debo Samuel, yeah. standing around in the second round. Okay, you you got the number one overall pick. You trade down. You take a later pick. You still get a great defensive player, and you you're going to be able to put you know or. In the case of the Cardinals, they have so many other needs that aren't on the defensive line that they could just do something horrendous. Think about getting a Jonah Williams, an offensive tackle like that, to protect your your quarterback. Josh Rosen was the number one most harassed quarterback in the pocket last year. So think about that. Get an offensive tackle like Jonah Williams, throw him out there, protect my man's blind side. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That way they can roll into the second round. They already have a second round pick. They can go get a Devin Bush yeah. for, for their, their uh, uh, linebacker squad. They can go get a Debo Samuel as their wide receiver to replace the great Larry Fitzgerald, who's been uh, rapidly on a decline the last two yeah. years. you, you got to get somebody for him. And then you finally start rebuilding this football team. It could work out to trade down for him, and there's Maybe. plenty of teams that want a talented guy like Bosa. Absolutely. So, I mean, imagine if your Detroit Lions went up, traded up, and they made a splash, traded up to the number one pick. The kicker here is that whatever you do and you trade up to that number one pick, you're giving up, like, yeah, years of draft picks Absolutely. for that. So, I mean... Yeah. That that's like that's like the holy grail. Right yeah, there. you better you better you know be have, sure that Bose is your big fish. Yeah, have, <laughs> yeah absolutely. You yeah, know, know what you're doing here. Bingo. So I mean, it's it's going to be a good a good one. I think he's. I think Tyler, you're absolutely right. I've got him going to Arizona. I've got that on my draft board. Bose so, is going number one. Either way, I was going to say either way. Even if Arizona trades down, whoever takes that pick from Arizona is taking one. Nick Bosa. Yeah, he's going one. Everybody, that's been a, a surefire thing for a year now. Uh-huh. It's been a year we've been talking about Nick Bosa. I mean, before the season even started, we were talking about Nick Bosa. So, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that that we're going to see him uh, be going number one in the draft. But I'm excited to see what he can do in the combine. That combine is going to be a very telling thing. He's coming off an ACL tear. Yeah. So we got to we got to remember that he's coming off an ACL tear. Yeah. How fast can he run? How fast can he? How well jump? can he cut? I mean, we we want to see these things. Yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna bring up those questions. I want to see what he does in the in the combine. How here. is it gonna affect our draft boards? Bingo, bingo. Now, um, 
So th- there are a few other issues that we had in the league. We did have Matt Slauson retire after 10 seasons with the Colts, the offensive guard. Um, you know, 10 seasons isn't very long for an offensive guard to last in the NFL. It's it's a pretty short period, believe it or not. Um, Slauson's been good for them. This damages Andrew Luck's. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Quentin Nelson can do all five, all, all the whole whole job. <laughs> Everyone can go. Quentin Nelson can handle the defense. Quentin Nelson just stands there. Quentin Nelson was a huge thing, but Slauson was a, a huge part of that, yeah, that no, line. He and, was. He was. Um, it, it sucks to, for the Colts to see him go, especially for guys like Tyler and I, who are are card carrying members of the Andrew Luck fan club. Right. Um, but as well, you should. Yes, absolutely. But realistically. Um, Slauson, it's a huge loss for the Colts. It really is to to lose him on that line. That's a big deal. Uh, we really want to to. I, I was really hoping the Colts would would you know have him around for another couple seasons, but yeah. um, Colts are going to have to refill or the to you know to fill that that spot on that team. It's going to be rough to do. So uh, we're we're kind of. Um, I'm hoping that they do. I don't want to see Andrew Luck get hurt again. Of course not. <laughs> no. Um, we, we did see a signing go on, though, uh, over there with the Browns. The Browns go and they sign Jalen Strong. Hmm. Good pick. I, I think it's more of a depth choice than anything else. Yeah. You know. I'm just confused that Cleveland's doing anything smart these days. <laughs> Cleveland like, has been Cleveland's making... about to win the division this yeah, year. Yeah, Cleveland's man. going ham right now. Yeah, I know. It's like... It, you know, it has to be refreshing for Cleveland fans because the last couple of years, I mean, they had the they had the ring of terror of Hugh mm-hmm. Jackson. Yeah. Oh jeez. So, <laughs> oh jeez. That guy's just a walking marshmallow. No, he was a roasted one at that. Hugh yeah. Jackson is terrible. Yeah. He's absolutely terrible. It was so funny when he got when he got fired from Cleveland, got hired by Cincinnati, and Baker Mayfield just dropped bombs on him. Yeah, oh, God. Baker Mayfield just staring him down. Yes. Like, how do you like that, jerk? Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> for, for all the complaining that uh, Cleveland fans did for having Baker Mayfield drafted number one, he certainly was a really big... He proved everyone wrong. Yes. Everybody wrong. Including myself. Yeah. And I'm he, glad I got proven wrong. And I think, th- I think they went 8-8. Eight yeah, eight, eight and one or something. Yeah, they, eight, seven and seven, one. Yeah, eight, seven and one. They, so they, they, te- they technically had a winning season. They had a winning season. I, I, I like, I like where the Browns are going. I, yeah. I think they're going to be absolutely awesome. Um, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to see. And Cleveland's one of my top five favorite teams, and I'm excited to see Cleveland kind of come out. And if you would have told me two years ago that that you would be making that statement three years from that point, I would have told you you're out of your mind. No, well, they went seven, eight, and one. Seven, so they eight, didn't one. have a winning. season. They didn't have their winning season yet, but it's okay. about it's to. a huge about improvement. To. That, that's a, an improvement of seven games. <laughs> of course, that's a seven game improvement. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you went well, it's kind of you know, it's kind of easy when you know you win one game in two years. Yeah, I mean, come they had a seven game. Game improvement though that's huge that's a that's a big jump can we can we admit that that's a big jump yes. including a win over your Ravens they no yes 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 I think I think that win over the Ravens knocked them out of the playoffs I'm not sure they kicked the field goal to win the game yep what game are you talking about it was early on it was <laughs> well. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, that was early on. Nope. Yeah, Ty- Tyler tries to forget this that. Se- if you notice that, season, the, well, the, which game was that? I don't know what you're talking about. Was <laughs> <laughs> nothing in last season? They didn't win any games uh, last year. Sure. Um, sure. The Browns won more, um, won seven times more games this season than the last yeah. two seasons combined. Yes, yes, which is fabulous. I like that. Baker's going to be something special. Yes, he is. Uh, I and you know what? I I didn't think he was going to be anything special. I thought they they reached on it. 
And uh, it turns out I was wrong, and I'm I'm more than happy mark, to say mark, I was going in that situation. Mark your calendars, Jack Wagons. <laughs> Scotty Freytown admitted that he was wrong. I never have an opinion. Um, <laughs> but uh, proud of you. <laughs> so um, we we did have a few other uh, things go on in in the NFL here with with signings. We see we saw the. Uh, 49ers declined the option on Pierre Garçon. He's set to hit free agent as an unrestricted free agent. Um, he hits free agency now. Pierre Garçon, he's what, 33 now? 33, 34, something like that? He's not, he's not quite there, is he? Yeah, I thought he was in his 33, 34 time. I mean, he's been around a long time, yeah, Pierre Garçon. I mean, I remember talking about him in 09. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I mean, when the Colts won the Super Bowl, thirty-two, thirty-two. I mean, so he's he's hitting the ass end here. Um, honestly, I don't think anybody's going to pick up Pierre Garçon. Uh, you don't think so? I don't think anybody does, unless um, it's a depth move. I could I could see a team like Baltimore doing this, getting him and then drafting like a Metcalf or AJ Brown or something, and kind of having him being kind of that. Take that leap on Garçon. It, it'd be a small contract. I could see it kind of being a leadership move to, to kind of help develop the younger receivers. Oof. Ouch. Still, Ouch. Still oh, God. Yeah. Now, um, I would rather see a team go and take a move on, on this next guy that I'm going to talk about. And we've been talking about him for weeks and 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 weeks. And, uh, the uh, and weeks and weeks, yeah. The 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 Doctor Phil stuff just keeps coming out of Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown has requested his trade his trade from the Steelers. Steelers yeah. say they are opening up to the market. They said it's about time that we just move on. Yeah. Um. Antonio point. Brown seeking guaranteed money. Oh well, yeah. Well, you know, you're gonna have a lot of bidders. Well, out yeah. There. You know, there's gonna be a lot. Um. I, I just one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. <laughs> he's getting there. He's getting, he's getting to that point. Getting to that point. Um. I, Antonio Brown, looking for guaranteed money. I don't think he get, does well in any system other than Steelers. But maybe that's just my opinion. I disagree. I think he's he's a very special receiver. I think he's gonna be fine where no, where he goes. I don't know. I don't know. I you don't got you don't have Ben throwing you the ball anymore. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, he, I mean, we've only known him to be in Pittsburgh this whole time, right? <laughs> yep. So you know that that leads credence to the fact that he only understands the Steelers system. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Coach Coughlin and Coach Tomlin after him. Mm, that's yep, it. Yep. I I believe that uh, this is going to be a. Um, He's in for a tough road, I think. To be honest with you, I think he's in for a tough road. I think uh, it's the Madden curse, but it's just a little late. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, he's Madden in for a curse tough road. has been dead for a while. Uh, I don't. Has yeah. it? Has it been? No, it bit Tom Brady in the ass. Yeah, Tom Brady had a rough year, didn't he? Well, he didn't have a rough year, but he lost the Super Bowl to Nick Goddamn Foles. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he wasn't Super Bowl. How can you really say that? I don't know, but I he didn't. He lost the Super Bowl to Foles. I mean, he doesn't have a point. <laughs> so you go to the Super Bowl, so you, you get cursed because you lost the Super. Bowl? Come on. Uh, you're you're, you're, you're kind of you're splitting hairs just, at this point. I don't know. No, I don't know. At least, at least he didn't go down with an injury. So but, yeah, that is a point. And Antonio Brown still put up 1,200 yards. I mean, okay, he didn't get hit with no curse. He just got greedy. Yeah, maybe. Not greedy, just he's just sick of his team. Right, right, right. So, no, I, Madden Curse has been dead since Breeze. Uh, really? You think so? Well, except for Gronk. <laughs> well, I don't know. The Saints had some bad years there. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, Breeze put up 5,000 yards this season. But the Saints had some bad years. I don't care. You're splitting so... The curse... People have expanded the curse and just try to reach... Like, they're, they're trying to find a reason to keep it. Like, oh, well, yeah, Breeze had 5,000 yards, but 
um, his uh, kid his team failed his was, test. His team was four and twelve or some shit. They didn't even like, yeah, but, dead last in the but division. Bree, but Breeze's daughter got a D in her math test, so the cookers are still there. Golly! Eventually, we're going to start. Uh, now I'm going to start like connecting dots over the Madden curse. Now <laughs> yes. it's going to be really, really bad. Oh my god! Well, you know, this is. Uh, his kid was eating a Mars bar, and you know, like, so, and you know, and then when Mars, when Mars retrogrades over Jupiter, and it's, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, um, another team, another player that you said, well, you said Brown is sick of his team. Another player that's sick of his team, uh, the great Le'Veon Bell. Right. He uh, he heads to free agency as an unrestricted free agent. Let the bid, let the bidding begin. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Buckets. Money, 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 money. That guy's going to get twenty five million dollars no matter what. He's getting money. And by money, the way, money, Saints money, was the number one seed that year that breezes on the cover. So fuck y'all. Oh wow. Well, oh, well. This is a family show. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's past ten o'clock. We're 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 in the we're in the midnight hour. We're it's adult time now. Well, well. <laughs> it must be the beer talk. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Don't yeah, worry, little Tyler. <laughs> Give it two hours. And yeah. Little Tyler's yeah, going to be... stand up from this this little recording station and stagger around the hall. Tell me, Madden curses. Come on, uh, go. Oh, they won four, four games. Like shit, they won four times that that year. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, no, you, know, you get a couple more beers. And then he'll just pass out in the hallway. Le'Veon yeah. could, yeah, give him a beer. Um, so Le'Veon Bell, he where's he going to wind up, Tyler? Jets. The Jets. Oh my god. They have a they have a serious amount of cap. They do. They the Tons Jets can basically sign the top five free agents and still have cap. Left. Now, are they going to go after Le'Veon Bell, even though they picked up Isaiah Crowell? I think Crowell's going to go out the door. You think so? I do. Really? He had a he had a rough year. Well, yeah, but they have no line. I see. So you're gonna. So if you're, I mean, oh well. Think about Le'Veon Bell's Bell. good, but well, hang, on Crowell. hang on a minute. Think about Bell's situation. Where does Bell come from? A team with like the best offensive line, other than the Dallas Cowboys. True. So you're in that situation, and and I'm supposed to believe that Le'Veon Bell, who has played nowhere else in this league, right. other than a team with one of the best offensive lines in the in the game right now. I'm supposed to believe that he just did it all by himself. No. He's just a big boy scout, no, and he no, just went out there and no tore it No running back ever does it by himself. Well, and that's my thing. Like, Isaiah Crowell, yeah, Isaiah Crowell went out there, and he, he had a bad season. But did Isaiah Crowell have a bad season because Isaiah Crowell was not playing good football, or did Isaiah Crowell have a bad season because he has no O-line? But a better running back can, can get it done. Are, are we going to play the overcome game? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Well, here's the thing. It's... I don't know. I mean, uh, I was going to say... LaShawn McCoy had a crap year, too. No O-line. Uh, I was going to say send him to the Browns. Right, well, no, they got, they got Hunt and Chubb. Yeah, oh, they, right. they've got players upon players over there. Like, it, if to me, if if uh, if Kareem Hunt does come out of this, you trade Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah. Because uh-huh. Chubb's your guy. I think I think Chubb is the guy. To be honest with you, I think Chubb is, is the next big thing as far as running backs go. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of, of, and I'm hoping he winds up being, a more long-term Peyton Hillis. Really? I hope, I hope that's what he becomes because he's a big, bruising type of back. A downhill runner, likes to lower the shoulder and old, plow into guys. Yeah, old-school power yeah. football. Exactly. That's that's what I expect him to be. And, and that's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of when Peyton Hillis got hot, and there you go. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I like Chubb. 
I like Chubb a lot. I, I but there's Le'Veon gonna. Well, I mean, Peyton Hills got got hot. Um, he, a sparkler was hotter than was <laughs> hotter longer than Peyton Hillis. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Peyton, he had what two good seasons? <laughs> I think it was one. Oh, interesting. Mm. The Dolphins, <laughs> perhaps. The Dolphins could use him. Yeah, they could use him. Yeah, I don't think Kenyon Drake is gonna work out there. <laughs> Bless you, Tyler. Jesus, Pete. Has he got the hip or what? Maybe. Maybe. He might have the hip. You want it? <sighs> Things that make I'm you go, buh. Um, and uh, now one other player thing. Uh, Sam Shields, he wants to remain with the Rams. Does he deserve to remain the, with the Rams, Tyler? I'm going to back up to Peyton Hillis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, no. So we're talking oh, about getting, um, getting hot. So he had the one good season of 1,100 yards. Uh-huh. Besides that, never crossed 600. No. Interesting. No. Oh, yeah, the one good year. And then everyone just blew. Because that, that was when people when people actually um believed in the weird voodoo of the Madden curse. Oh, yeah. And they Madden was doing the uh, the voting thing, like like these head-to-head votes. Like, oh, we're going to do uh, um every team got one guy, and uh, every team voted against their own guy because they were afraid of the Madden curse. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland just got stuck with it. Yeah. And at the time, Hills was the best thing they had going for him, and so Hills was the, the guy for Cleveland, and it just, it came on to Hills and Vic. Yeah, I remember that. And it's like, it turned into everyone just like, well, I'd rather Hillis get cursed than Vic, so let's have Hillis do it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, anyway, where, where were we going? So Sam, so Sam Shields. Oh, Sam Shields. Sam Shields says he wants to remain with the Rams. I, I, I Does he deserve the shot? He deserves the shot, but as a depth guy, not as a starter. Yeah, I think I agree with you. On he, that. He's a, he, he's he's still good. Um, I I think um there are teams where he could still start, but the Rams have a lot of talent on their defense. Right. Um, they lack leadership for for a good part of the season. That's why their defense looked lackluster. I agree. But once Aqib Tlaib came back, their defense was playing like they were uh, a number one defense. Yep. But uh, Sam Shields, you can stay in, in L.A., but it's going to come at a severe pay cut. It will. It will. I, I think I agree with you on that. I I don't think he's going to get any more than, than you know. Good, uh, good vet. Good, good vet, Good though. veteran presence. I think yeah. he'll get like $2.5, 3000000 yeah, I don't expect him know, to get any more than that. And, you know, especially having a veteran presence within right. your team. Yeah, it's, it, it, it helps a lot, and it, it showed when Aqib Tlaib came back, too. Oh, yeah. Aqib Tlaib came walking back in yeah, the fold in the playoffs, and he yeah, did and, well. And he, you know, he was on fire. Yep. You know, so, so, I mean, it, that, that could change a lot of things. Now, we did have... Um, personnel changes as far as coaches, coordinators, things like that. The Packers did hire Dom Capers as their defensive assistant, their senior defensive assistant. Um, I love this signing. I love Dom Capers. I think Capers is fantastic. I mean, oh, just an old school veteran coach. It's, it's, it's a good signing for the Packers. Very good signing. This is an outstanding one. Um, the Bengals also got to sign the Giants, and this one was kind of iffy. Uh, the Bengals signed Giants defensive backs coach Lou Anaromo um, as their defensive coordinator. I didn't like this signing. Um, the Giants didn't really have a good secondary outside they, they, of the one no, guy. Outside of Janoris Jenkins, they, I mean, they didn't really have much. Um, I Bad signing. <laughs> this is one of those bad signings. Another bad, um, uh, it was an upgrade by the Titans, I guess you could say. Uh, Titans promote their tight end coach Tim Kelly to the offensive coordinator position. Um, the Titans haven't had good tight ends for forever. Yeah, so for forever. I mean, I can't remember the last time they had a really great tight end. Oh, you don't like uh? Oh shoot, I can't think of his name well, right now. Wasn't Charles Clay over there for no? A the one they have right now, he's just been injury prone. Um, 
But but that's not that's not the that's not um the tight end coach's fault. God, what's his name? Oh, he's been he's been good the last few seasons. Uh, no, you know you know who I'm talking about. No, I, I know you're talking about somebody. Yeah, D- Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker. He's, he's been good. He's but he's he's an injury problem. Average. I think he's an average tight end. I don't think he's an outstanding tight end. But really, tell me a great Titans, t- you know, tight end that has been around for a while. I can't. Well, think of that. I agree on that. I tell mean, me that. I Delaney mean, Walker has been it. Yeah, and I don't think that this guy is. I mean, as an offensive coordinator, I think they're reaching on that one. Now, the biggest reach of the week, though, came in the form of the Miami Dolphins. Hiring the former Raiders general manager, Reggie McKenzie, as the personnel executive oh, of their football team. Yeah, well, the only way you're getting worse is if you're hiring group. <laughs> right. Or Hugh Jackson. Or Hugh, yeah. Hugh Jackson. <laughs> well, if you, if you hire Hugh Jackson, you automatically lose the season. Bingo. That, that's basically all you're doing at that point. You're just losing the season. Yeah. Oh, my good Lord. <laughs> Reggie McKenzie, not a good general manager. He's proven that on several occasions. Right. And uh, now we get to see his incompetence show up in Miami. That'll be good. So he can continue to run them into the ground. That'll be fun. Yay! Yay. Way to go, Reggie McKenzie. <laughs> so I got two things like, before you, I know we're going to go. We're, so I, I assume we're breaking and we're then break doing, and then we're going to go to Tyler's Top 10. I got two more things to add to the news here. Oh, God. First one. Um, the Alliance of American Football. Oh, just briefly wow. here. Okay. Um, great start so far. I didn't. I didn't catch much in week two. Exciting league. Um, so far, I, I like what I'm seeing. I I, I want to look up the highlights from week two. They're so they're doing a. Uh, um, so there's eight teams, and they're doing um forty games. So that that yep. ends up being like eight games a team. It's a lot of games. No, yeah. five games a team. Oh. So okay. eight times five. Yeah. Um, that's your forty. You're the engineer um, here. You do the math. So, and, so it's <laughs> eventually if it, if it takes off, it'll be more than five games. But you you got to start it off somewhere. Yeah, right. and I, I think um starting in in the off season of NFL is genius. You don't want to compete against that right away. You oh, need, absolutely. But perhaps the most entertaining part about the AAF to me anyway is seeing Zach Stacy just tear it up. Yeah, and Trent Richardson's a backup. Yeah, Trent Richardson's a backup. But Zach Stacy comes out. Former Rams running back comes out and just lights the world on fire in the AAF. Yeah, I thought I saw one dude get hit like a Mack truck. Oh, my Lord. Who what did the hit? I don't even remember who did the hit, but man, I, think was, I think it was Mettenberger that got I, hit. Though. I saw a freaking helmet go flying off. Yeah, and, and they didn't nasty. stop play or nothing. No. Like, like, everybody was like, that's what the NFL needs to be like. Yeah, and that's what the NFL does the, need to be like. The, my the, gosh. The AAF needs to actually, I think they need to merge with the XFL in a sense where have your own seasons at the end. Have your have your two champions go head to head. Oh yeah, um, which is it was which screams what how the NFL came to be with the, the uh, AFL. AFC and the yep. AFL. I heard, the um, AFL and NFL, and then it became the NFC and AFC. I heard yep. I heard this rumor. Uh, have the AF have the XFL champion uh, play the AAF champion, and then have the winner of that game. Face the worst team in the NFL. They should. Yeah, they that, that so would, that, should. should. That should replace the Pro Bowl. Oh my God! Ha, it would be incredible. That. Now I disagree with the. It, it, it would. It, it would just get um insanely outrageous if you hit. Right. Because the the second part of that was if the if the uh um if they beat the NFL team the NFL team drops to the lower league. Right. I disagree with all that craziness. Of course. But I think you'd have a better um Pro Bowl outcome if you had the. Uh, um, AAF slash um, XFL champion oh, no versus uh, the lowest team in the NFL. Yes, I think it'd be a good game. It would yeah. be fun. 
Yeah, it'd be, it'd be a fun. Lot more, you'd increase the viewership. It'd be a lot more fun than the Pro Bowl. I oh, the Pro Bowl was touch football. Yep, that's all. But it was, uh, touch football. The the most notable head coach for the AAF is um, easily Mike Singletary. Yes, um, who was awful with the Niners. Right. Yeah, I mean he's a he's a great coordinator, great linebacker coach. Oh, uh, I mean he knows his linebackers. Oh and yeah, even even D coordinator, I'll give him that too. Sure. Um, but head coach he shouldn't be doing. No. Right. I remember that whole deal with Vernon Davis too. That, <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> and then the the last piece of news I wanted to talk about because we I mean we kind of went right from Super Bowl into uh, the news right away, and that's the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. Hall of Fame is always great. Um, this year in particular, um, I think it, I believe it's the first time in history that uh, you have three first ballot Hall of Famers. Really? Um, yeah, we had three first ballot Hall of Famers. Oh, wow. you had you had Ed Reed, you had um um uh, Tony Gonzalez, and Champ Bailey. Wow, all make it in on first ballot. Um, and Ed Reed makes it in. Tyler just stretches his denim. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But um, as, as as I would hate to go into his room with a black light. <laughs> right. It was just bad I, news. I, I would just turn around and throw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Scott, as you know, um, they the the, the the league actually tries pretty hard to not do first ballot Hall of Famers just because yes. they because there's so many players that deserve to get in. Right. right. So getting in first ballot is almost like it's um like a like a second tier. Mm-hmm. Of uh, of uh, what's the word I want of of legacy there? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like making the Hall of Fame, awesome, uh, a big deal. But making it in your first eligible year is a, is a whole other thing. Yep. Yeah, that that's when you know you truly. Yeah, there there aren't a lot of players that do that, but and, and but the fact that we had three Warren this Sapp year, did. Oh gosh, I remember Warren Sapp. Sapp was um, um, Carter Carter actually had to wait. He Carter made it on his last chance. Yeah, and Carter, but speaking of which, um. Right now, it's tough for receivers to get in. Right now, yeah, there's a lot of receivers still not in. Jerry Rice was the first ballot. You know, you know what? Two receivers aren't in, um, and uh, and that's uh, and Andre Johnson's going to struggle with this because I don't think he gets in before these guys. Isaac Bruce and Troy Holt are still not in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> which is mind-boggling. You only I, have a set number of years that, that you're allowed to be that you're allowed to put yourself up for that too. Well, <laughs> that's not true. Um. At a certain point in years, because they they have so many that are allowed for the modern era and so many that are allowed for like the older era. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you go into the older era, which makes it, which your percentage of getting in just significantly drops because there's so many players in that in that in that group. Huh. Huh. It, it's an interesting. Like they're only allowed to let like they 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 can let so many modern, so many older, and then a couple of like coaches and stuff. It's mm. it's 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 weird how they do it. Hate it. But uh, I'm gonna just a little pat in the back for the Ravens. The Ravens' three Hall of Famers are all first ballot: Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, Jonathan Osden. Keep regaling us. But with that, we are gonna take our break. Quick break, baby. And when we come back, it's main event time. Main event time. That's we. I like to give Tyler, Tyler the main event of these things because it's the only time he's ever going to be in a main event anyway. Ah. So um, so we'll, when we get back, we'll, we'll go through uh, Tyler's top ten, Freytown's Forgetful Five. So uh, we will be right back right here. On the on outside the blitz. Really, bro? <laughs> Second time, really? We'll be back right here on the outside blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. 
It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's, or yours, with the rates ranging from $55 to $130. You get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at iytmassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with the uh, titillating title. Party! And uh, we have our first timer, the uh, Cannonball, Alex Steele, with us. Boom goes the Cannonball. Boom goes the Cannonball. Can it it be the last time that he's here? No. Come on. Wait, can 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 you hear me? What a dick! What a dick! Tyler's been a jerk tonight. Have you yeah. noticed that? He's, he's been funny, but he's been on fire. three weeks off, man. Yeah, yeah he's he's a little. Grumpy. He's like, I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm, I'm a little restless. He's like, little... I've been waiting to give Scott a hard time for a while. <laughs> Jeez, Pete's probably more. Which, realistically, though, I mean, I think the last time I actually saw you in person was the last show. Really? Has it been three weeks? I think it has. I mean, I mean, I call you basically on the daily. Yeah, but that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got, I, I, I mean, seeing that ugly face, um, every once in a while gives me that just that rage of like I need to smack him. In the face. Gorgeous man, that's what I. Ugh, a gorgeous man. He just wants to. Kiss Don't agree me. with him. He just wants to kiss me. That's what he wants to do. I'm Don't just, you? I'm just, freak. I'm just an observer. That's all <laughs> <laughs> he never has an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like some uh, um, never mind I'm not going to go there uh, <laughs> he's just that creepy guy that sits in the corner with his I hand was, in his pants he was thinking the cuck gold oh, <laughs> oh god no. oh, oh, don't go there we're done oh, just Tyler <laughs> oh, god. what are you watching these days that's like a, the bigger question he probably just learned that word you freak he probably just learned that word when surfing on Pornhub <laughs> My God. All right. Well, now it's time for one of our favorite segments. You should probably bleep that out. Probably. Use your uh, lack of editing skills to figure that one out. Oh, I'm not going to bleep it out. I'm just going to make you look like a creeper. Um, (laughs) I don't care. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is now that time for... Tyler's Top Ten. Tyler's Top Ten. Yay! Yeah. Segment of the day. Yeah, it's your favorite. It's your favorite, it's your favorite too. No. I'm yes. Favorite. No, it's your favorite because uh, I get to hijack it. Shoot! Probably about this time last year when we started recording. I I, I want to see when our when we our first recording was. I, our first recording. It was around May. Was it later? It was oh yeah, later in the year because I. It was after free agency. It was at, uh, well. It might have been. I think it was after free agency. I thought we were, were right before the draft. Okay. Right before, but when I when I started the uh, first show, I started doing the Tyler's top ten. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a genius idea. I'm gonna do my top ten. I can Scott, sh- I can shut Scott up for about a half hour. No, but then I do my top ten, and I'm right in on it. Right at the end of it, you're, you're I, 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 every time I go through it, I guess I see your ass taking notes. Oh yeah, writing down who I did, and all of a sudden, boop 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 boop. You have five people. Like, well, he forgot these people because I'm fantastic. I think I'm smart. Everybody, I'm fantastic at that. Ruining. So your I day. just, I just kind of know what's expected. So. Right. Yeah. So I try to just I try to throw you off as best as I can. Yeah. So 
Um, shockingly, this week's top ten is Tyler's top ten free um, available free agents. Available free agents. Restricted and unrestricted. Okay. okay. So people that um, teams have the opportunity to re-sign or franchise tag that could or could not happen. Because there are a few that are in limbo. Yeah. Yep. So I'm just going to go right off the top here. I didn't want to put him here because I don't think he deserves to be here. But because of the market's going to be there and because of the massive contract he's going to get, he almost had to. And that's, gonna be, that, and that's why he's right at the bottom and it's Nick Foles. Yeah. Um he's yeah, only here because of of the um media attention he's going to get. Right. The the just the sheer dollars is going to go his way. The contract he's going to garner is going to be huge. Yeah. yeah that's that, that's just what it is. And the team that signs him is going to be dumb for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. The entire football community will get will join hands together and laugh at that team. Right. Even yeah. if it's their own. So he's <laughs> only in this position because of just um what's going to follow with it. Yeah. As far as pure talent, he has no business being a top 10. I don't feel like he has any business being uh, considered a top free agent, but the fact of the matter is there, people are just, it's that little razzle-dazzle. You know, people people see that, oh, he, he won a Super Bowl on a fluky Super Bowl, and then next thing you know, oh, he's king of the universe, and he's going to garner $20 million. I don't think he's going to be anything outside of Philadelphia's system. Yeah, and I... I invent. I invented the Philly special. Oh, <laughs> gosh. The, the illegal play that I should have never run. <laughs> Awful. Number nine, Mark Ingram. He's lower because he is starting to get in more of the back half here. We also got to understand that running backs aren't at a surplus. We're aren't at a, a um, I'm sorry, not. We have a surplus of running backs in free agency. Yes. Um, we they're they're not at a premium here. Um, we have running backs just. I mean, loaded in this league, whether or not it's becoming a passing league is irrelevant. Running backs are at a premium here. I mean, just, you know, just with the fact of Le'Veon Bell being a free agent now. And, yeah. You know, that, that's, that alone is just saying, you know, there's no and there's other And there's others you haven't even mentioned yet. There, there are certain landing spots that I could see Ingram going to. Um, um, you know, like a place like we, we talked about him earlier, Miami is a place mm-hmm. he could wind up. Um, there, there are certain places. I think San Francisco is a potential place he could wind up. So I mean, there, are, there are certain places that, places that need a running back. I think, I think, like for example, a, a year ago we would have been talking about Seattle as a potential landing spot. Right. Chris yeah. Carson exploded out of nowhere. So I mean, we aren't talking about Miami as a landing spot. Um, and, and they still have Rashad Penny too. So right. Um, Seattle's out of the equation. Right. I mean, there's, there's not many landing spots and for, for a guy like Ingram at this point. I try not to bring up my own team unless it is actually relevant, but within this actual week, um, Ravens actually actually been tied to potentially, um, given Ingram a contract. But I, I don't understand why. I don't either. I think Gus Edwards, I think. That's my thing. The, Gus the, Edwards is good. I, I. What I think it is, I, what okay. What I think the mindset is is, I think uh, the uh, the way that the playoff game has um, not the team but analysts scrambling nah. and reaching for something. I awful. You you give uh, Gus Edwards a chance. Get, give Gus the bus the shot because outside of Gus, you still have the who returned mid season Dennis Dixon. Bingo. Who's also very good. I think uh, going for a running back, you're wasting your money right now. Exactly. And Give then, your young backs a chance. And they don't have a ton of cap over there. And they will. Well, I mean, they have the Flacco thing yeah. and then potentially Weddle and Suggs and Smith and Carr. However that shakes out, they're going to they're gonna have cap to do stuff. But 
you still got to sign someone else. I'm not going to spoil it on you, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but right now, I think going for a um, – spending a, a bunch of money on a marquee running back is pointless because I think pointless. Gus Edwards and Dixon have proved that they can they can uh, split back and, and, and do, get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just – I don't like the idea of signing somebody uh, that you don't need. That's my thing. You, you know, the, the, the old saying is don't take what you uh, – you know, like don't take what you don't need. Yes, you know, right. and and you're you're taking something that you don't need at that point and spending a boatload of money for no reason at all. Makes no sense for for Baltimore to pick up Ingram. Agreed. I think Ingram goes to a Miami. I could see him possibly going to a Jacksonville. I think I could see him, you know, maybe uh, I mean, maybe they, Jets if they if they don't win the the Bell sweepstakes. Right. I mean, there's right. there's a lot of places that he could land. So we we got to wait and see Denver by chance. Denver could be a place. So there are interesting little Little nuances there, but I, I, I mean, you could even see him go to Arizona because David Johnson has declined so poorly. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of places, really. There is. Do you know? Uh, I got a joke for you. Oh God! Do, 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 do you know? <laughs> he said jokes all night. Yeah, bad ones at that. This is gonna be worse. This is the worst joke. Worse this than Slob Cob? Yes. <laughs> no, this is this is like a truly like worse than bad joke. Uh, what's a what's a who's the pirate who's who's a pirate's favorite? Player, Ooh. Anthony Barr. Oh, That's my number eight here. Gosh. <laughs> and is he, is he when he goes to the Christmas party? Does he wear Argyle sweaters? I like it. Ah, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Anthony Barr, uh, up, um, ignoring 2018, um, should have garnered a, a large contract. And even going into the season, you admitted, um, you you were going into the season, you were pissed off that Anthony Barr didn't get a contract. Going into the season, I was angry. After but, seeing his performance this year, though, you realize that he's not worth the money. But as the season progressed, he had a couple bad games, a couple good games. Like he's uh, he's um, not all round. He's good at one thing and bad at another. Anthony Barr, the pass rusher. Anthony Barr, the run stopper. Anthony Barr, the tackler. Great. Anthony Barr, the zone coverage guy. He's bad Anth- coverage. Anthony Barr, the man coverage guy. Anthony Barr, the guy who can't read a quarterback, obviously awful. And and that's the thing. Anthony Barr is going out there and he's trying to garner twelve to fifteen million dollars a year. I'm sorry, Anthony Barr is not worth twelve to fifteen million dollars a year. If you're gonna talk about a, a, a linebacker, you're gonna want to talk about a guy if you're gonna talk about Anthony Barr, you wanna talk about a guy that's worth about six, seven, eight million dollars a year. Right. You you're not gonna give him a, a boatload of money like that. Eric Kendricks got signed to a five-year extension, $10 million a year. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good extension. Eric Kendricks, you know, like, I mean, he's a middle linebacker. He's kind of the heart and soul of that linebacking crew. Um, and and he only got 10. So at what juncture in time am I supposed to believe that Anthony Barr is worth 12 to 15? He's just not. Nope. He's just not. They're looking at Mosley for sixteen to eighteen, right? And I, I don't, I don't think Anthony Barr is even in that. Not realm. even, not even close. Nope. So I mean, Anthony Barr and, is and outside like, linebackers generally get paid more than middle linebackers. Right. I still don't think he's in that realm. I don't think, I don't think outside linebackers should get paid more than middle linebackers when middle linebackers are the ones calling the shots. Right. And the ones, I mean, you know, and the ones leading the team. Right. The fact of the matter is, Anthony Bart's not worth that money. Is he going to get paid that money? Some team is going to go out there just like Foles and overpay him and hand him some big stupid contract that he doesn't deserve, and we're going to sit there and go, 
And Vikings are, are going to look smart letting them walk. Yeah, they're going to look smart letting them walk, and then the Vikings are going to go out and they're going to pick up a guy like a Montez Sweat or somebody in this, this first round, um, and they're going to walk out looking like all-stars. That's just the fact. That's what's going to happen here. So, I mean, Anthony Barr, is he worth it? No, let him walk. And and you know what, Anthony Barr, I mean, like I said, a team's going to gonna snag him up. There's plenty of teams. Philadelphia could snag him. Uh, Detroit could snag him. I could see him go to either one of those places. But fact of the matter is, not worth the money. Okay. Am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong. No. Alex? I don't think he's, I, I, I don't, I never have an opinion. He's <laughs> <laughs> not worth the money. <laughs> Number seven, and probably a little low, but still deserving top ten here, and that's Jadavian Clowney. He's only low because of the injury bug that has followed him since his rookie season. <sighs> but when he's healthy, great. Guy's going to have like a, he's going to be like Haloti Nana after a while. He's just going to have a golf cart guiding him down the, the field. That's how he's going to make his tackles. Oh, my but gosh. We went, hitting people went, with a golf he club. He went three seasons without playing a full season. Yeah. I know. And when he got drafted, he was he was, uh, it was a big deal. It, you know, no, it was he, a huge deal. When he got drafted, the problem with the Jadavian Clowney thing is that when he got drafted, it was based on one big hit. Yep. That was one it. Big, one big hit. One, Robinson. one big nasty hit. That's That's why he was such a big deal. Oh, he took his helmet off and slammed the guy on the field and destroyed him. And oh my God! Well, that like, was one time though. Yeah, it was one time, and that's why he got so much press and got looked at. Oh, he's a monster, and you know what? He had some good years. He really did. But in that senior year, he was what hurt. And then when he went into his first year in the NFL, he was what hurt. hurt. And then he got into his second year in the NFL. What was he hurt? And then he went into his third year. What was he hurt? Well, and then he goes three, in, three, four, and five. He's been good. And then his fourth year, well, his third year he was still hurt. Fourth year, he was fine. Fifth year, he was fine. Now, is is he getting more healthy? Is he getting more stamina? I don't know. Maybe he's just, I mean, for all I know, you could tear his Achilles again. I, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, Jadavion Clowney is so injury prone. He reminds me of Sam Bradford. Yep. Sam Bradford always hurt. I don't understand how the man makes $30 million a year at the time. I don't understand how that man's made $124 million in the NFL. Absolutely. And I'm supposed to sit here and believe that Jadavion Clowney is worth that amount of money? Absolutely not. Here's his, here's, uh, his game started by a year. He's, he's been in the league five years. 2, 9, 14, 16, 14. One full season. One full season. And I'm supposed to believe that Jadavion Clowney is worth that kind of... No, he's but, not. But the problem is he's, he's going to get a shit ton of money. Oh, he'll get the money. He'll get the money. Because when he... When, come in, let's admit, when he plays... He's great. Dude's great. But he's a big boy. That's a lot of money to give give to someone that you you don't know how healthy he's going to be. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's why I have him low. You don't, you don't know like what package you're getting with that. Ah, I see what you did there. Ah. You know what? You know what Shout out to Andrew. You know what the funny thing is? I didn't even realize I did it until you pointed it out. <laughs> that makes it even funnier. Fantastic. Number six, C.J. Anderson. Yeah? He's going to get a contract after the way he played in, uh, um, the way he proved to 31 teams, hey, I still can play, I still got it, and then the way he played in the playoffs during... Uh, Gurley's injury and saying, "Hey, I can be a number one back in this league." He 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 proved from the second time with the Rams, he proved he can still be a starter in this league, and I think he's going to get another chance. I agree with you, absolutely. I agree. 
I mean, you know, after the fact that, you know, Todd Gurley was sitting on the sidelines for most of the playoffs and D.J. Anderson was tearing it up like, like the bowling ball that he mm-hmm. is, you know. Which, um, which speaking of which, it's come out um, within the last couple of days that um, Gurley really wasn't healthy. No, he was hurt more than they were letting on. Yeah, and I think I think part of it was there was a lot of good teams in the NFC and the Patriots they had to go against. So they were trying to uh, throw off the uh, the planning yeah. Against them. So if other teams knew that Gurley wasn't 100%, they would have planned more for C.J. Anderson. Yes. The thing about Anderson, um, and, and it's like you said, Alex, he, he was a more of a bowling ball than, than anything. He he kind of came in and he, um, you know, when when he was with Denver, he was an elusive back. Right. And then when he, he showed up in, in St. Louis. and, and With a shit ton of weight. With, with a ton of weight on him. And man, was he throwing that weight around! Like, like there, like there was a lot of concern. Like man, look how much weight he's getting. Like they're compared. It was. It felt a lot like the Calvin Benjamin situation, right? But then, um, he said he came out and played, and like, oh, he's a power back now. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! And that's what kind of changed. And we were talking about that when we saw him. Like, man, it looks like he got fat, and then it was just like, no, he's just got a. He's just a big motherfucker now, and he just is. I mean, he's lowering that shoulder and just slamming it. I mean, it was incredible to watch. I like C.J. Anderson a lot. He's going to get a big contract after the way he played in the playoffs this year. There's teams looking at him right now. I think I think Carolina is yeah. kicking themselves right now for for letting that guy walk. Oh um, so the, somebody's going to give him money. If it's not the Rams, he's going to get paid as a number one back. Maybe a division rival. Uh, yeah, it's possible. Could it the is Bucks, possible? The Bucks could probably pick him up. The the Bucks would be something special. Yeah, that would be yeah. funny. Top one, top five here. Number five, Landon Collins. He's gonna land on his feet three times over. He's gonna get oh, a yeah. massive, massive contract. He's not gonna he's take. Go. He's not gonna take the Giants offer. I, I think it's blatantly clear he doesn't want to be in New York anymore. Right. I think that everybody knows that he doesn't want to be in New York. Uh, they're gonna put a tag on him. They can't afford him. They're gonna put a tag on him. He's gonna say up yours, and he's just gonna sit out until he gets traded. Right. Um, if they don't put the tag on him, he's going to hit free agency as a restricted free agent, but somebody's going to pay for him. He's one of the top safeties in the league. Pay the man. Yeah, pay the pay man. Pay the man. Yeah. Um, we, should, we should trend that on Twitter. Yeah, hashtag pay the man. Yeah. Um, he's he's going to get he's going to get his money, though. He's he, in, in Detroit uh, right now should be looking at him. Yeah, it, uh, it's com- you know, and the contract's coming. It's just a matter of where. Yeah, right, right. He's going to get his his due. Hey, Bob Quinn, are you listening? <laughs> Pay the man. That's what it is. Pay him. Number four. This seems high until you think about the way he's played when he's had to. Tevin Coleman. Holy shit, Tevin Coleman. Um, De- um, Devontae Freeman's been the guy in Atlanta, right. but. Every time he gets hurt, which is a guarantee for Freeman, yes, he gets hurt every goddamn year. Freeman's hurt every year. Atlanta's rush attack does not suffer. What? Tevin Coleman is, has been up to this point by far the best back up in the league, um, hands down. Tevin Coleman will get his contract. I don't know that Tevin Coleman can go as a number one in this league. Uh, I think sixteen games. I I agree with you, but I mean. For what his like sample size, he's going to get paid. Yeah. yeah well, you know, the middle of that middle of the season where you're running back all of a sudden, you know, just eats an injury. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, you're fight you're you're going through like the middle six games of the season and you need your backup, you know, that, that situation would work out. Coleman's gonna get paid. Um I, I think he I think you're absolutely right, he's gonna get paid. I don't think he's gonna get paid as much as we believe. I believe Coleman, you know, like 
if you think this guy's going to get a $10 million contract, I think you're high. Right. But but is he going to get four or five? I think he'll get four or five. I think he'll get, get eight. You're eight? eight? Wow, that's shooting high. Interesting. That's a high shot there, I think. But um, I, I think he gets four or five million. I think he walks out with a $25 million contract as a backup, and he's happy. I think he's better than, than two-thirds of the league. You think so? I mean, he's he's better than than a lot of running backs out there. But is he going to wind up with a five million dollars? Some team is going to pay him more than what he's getting in Atlanta right now. But they're not going to pay him elite running back money. Right. And and I think five million for him, four or five million is is pretty fair, especially if they give him a five year deal. Absolutely. Okay, but here, here's another here's an interesting thought. Could you see Tevin Coleman because of the smaller sample size? Um, demanding a one-year deal, like, hey, give me one year to say, hey, I, I like can be your workhorse. Deal. And give him a prove And then after that, like, now give me 12, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I could see something like that going down. If, if I, I, assuming he came out and, like, just balls out, went, went 1,200 yards. I could see that going down. I could see it. I, I'm not going to deny that. I, I think that that could be a thing. He either gets a, a big, he either gets a long contract, yeah. or he gets a one year deal. That, that could be a thing. I, there, a lot of guys take those prove it deals I, too. I think I think it'd be smarter for him to take the gamble, go to one year deal, say, hey, this is what shot. I can offer you as a starting running back. I agree with you on that. I can agree with that. That's that's a sure thing. Top three, number three, C.J. Mosley. Mosley. Um, this is a guy to me. Um, we talk about top regions, but to me, the, the the smartest move and the probably more obvious move is he's not going anywhere. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. If he does, Ravens are stupid. Yes. Oh, absolutely. This, yes. Is, this is a guy who wore the uh, wore the headset all year. Um, he, he was the guy that the defensive coordinator communicated with. Um, he, he took over as, as Ray Lewis's guy. Yes. Um, two seasons yeah. later, he was, he was 2014 draft. Um, this is a guy. Um, he's, not, he's not Ray Lewis. No. Um, and, and what I mean by that, not even talking the play, I, I think um, as far as playing ability, he has the capability of being better than Ray playing. Interesting. I mean, the Vikings can have him. Um, Wayne Rick Spielman, you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Leadership-wise, and that's what I'm getting at here, no one will ever be Ray the way he was for a defense. No. no. Um, CJ's a quiet guy. Um, CJ's a lot more like Ed Reed than he was Ray Lewis when it comes to speaking and Correct. communicating. Um, so, and, and Eric Weddle's been more that vocal leader for the Ravens. Yes. But, um, the, this last couple of seasons, uh, CJ Mosley's kind of picked that up. I, um, so he's going to garner, um, highest paid middle linebacker in the league. I agree with you. Um, is he the best middle linebacker? No. Is he top five? Absolutely. The, but the reason he's going to, he's going to garner, t- um, highest paid is because, no, no middle linebacker has gotten a long-term contract within the last three or four years. Mm. And we all know inflation and, and, and the way the cap moves. Right. He's going to get highest paid because the cap has changed significantly since the last time a middle linebacker has gotten it, a long-term contract. It goes up contract. about $10 million this year. Yeah. So he's going to get highest paid just because of just where the market's at. Exactly. Yep. And as we can see, I mean, we've talked about the draft and how many middle linebackers we talked about. Not many. Yeah. No, not um, not many. It, you're mean, not going to replace them very easily. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of defense, but middle linebacker is not one of those positions. Nope. And if you want, if you want an outside linebacker, you're taking you're taking a uh, defensive uh, end and, and turning him into a linebacker. Bingo. There's not a lot of linebackers. To me, it, it'd be the it'd be the most boneheaded move of this offseason if you let CJ Mosley leave Baltimore. 
Yeah, I don't yep. think that's going to happen. No, I, I don't, don't either. think that'll happen either. Um, at worst, they'll get the tag, but I think they're making the moves. You're going to see uh, Weddle go or Suggs go or Smith go. They're going to resign Smith. I think they're just working out the details right now. I agree with you. I, yeah, think, yeah, I think that's what's going cause on. Because you got to think, um, they're, they're in the, they have their brand new uh, GM. And I want to say Brandon because he, he was the assistant GM to, uh, to Ozzy for a while. But he's getting his bearings going right now. I, I, I trust the new guy, but he, he needs time to get things going. I agree. He's yep. made some moves. I, 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 right now, I'd say my confidence level is ninety percent. Um, CJ gets resigned. God, I hope he walks. <laughs> I hope he pissed. walks. That'd be, so, that'd be so funny if he did. If he would, if he walked, you, I would just be like, I would get you like a consolation trophy. <laughs> he walks. I'm, I'm retiring from the outside. <laughs> It'll just be the Scotty Freakdown Cannonball show. Oh, right? hey. Fine. Fine. Tyler Dean guy. <laughs> Number yeah. two, and he would be one if we are talking about this last year. Right. That's Le'Veon Bell. I, yeah. I stand by a year off can hurt. He's no, two think. now, huh? Yeah. He's two? He's number two. Number wow. Two number two. He's the poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, least he I, th- at least he thinks he's Yeah, he thinks he's the poop. Yeah. Bell is still the best back in this league, but I still I think a year off. Um, I don't know that you can call him the best back in the league. Right, exactly. I don't know well, that you can't. Well, after well after a year off, sure. I mean, number one, after a year off. There's a couple of reasons. Number one, after a year off. But number two, the fact that he wasn't the best back in this league when he had one of the best offensive lines in the game. Oh, of course. That's just a fact. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to be have you know you got to have the offensive line you know create the holes for you to right. run through. He had the one of the best offensive lines in the league, and and he he got out he got outdone by what Kareem Hunt. They never played the same year. Or, or who was who? The he got outbid by somebody. Bell was the, was the best back. The last season he played, he was number one back. I want to I want to see if Bell can do it without the line that he had in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. That's yeah. what I want to see. He'll I I can't call him the best the best in the league. He'll probably get stuffed. But at the same time, can you call Kareem Hunter really good back? Because no matter what running back has had a carry in in Kansas City, um, since. Um, what's his name? He's been the head coach. He's a freaking running back whisperer. Who, Reed? Yeah. Charles goes down. Oh, our season's done. And freaking uh, that's a where. Where comes in. before where? Um, um, Nal Davis comes in. Yep. Nal Davis, Spencer Ware. Um, maybe he, he's just got a good scheme. And maybe that's the case in Pittsburgh too. Because I don't know that that's the case in Pittsburgh. Because I, I mean, I, if you look at their line, it's a who's who of some of the best. Oh no, you're 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 right. You're absolutely right. But are, are, are you going to take away from Charles being one of the best backs because uh, um, there was a great scheme in Kansas City? You're not. There, there's a all I know is there's a significant difference between David DeCastro and Eric Fisher. There's a, a significant difference. I I, I can't, I, and that's why I can't get behind it. You know, I I don't know that if now if he goes out next year and sets the world ablaze. As a member of the Miami Dolphins or the New York Jets, and then I'll be like, okay, he is the wrong. real deal. I was wrong, but it, it, you know, right now, eh, nah. I don't know. I just I can't I can't say because Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro and those fellas are one of the best offensive lines in the league. They and, are, and, and that's fair. But you can't take away from Bell. You're mean, Bell still got to make the plays too. Right. With the, with I mean, it's a two way street. It, it kind of. It kind but, of is. but you, but I agree. You you need a great line to do great things. Right, and that's it's what, the, it's that's the what one it's the at. one position people don't talk about. It's the old line. Bingo. Nobody gives them enough credit. 
I mean, the Vikings' offensive line is terrible. Alex, anything to add for go number one? Not really. Um, you guys really hit the nail on the head. <laughs> We're just so used to going back and forth with us, it's a, having a guest again after 15 after, episodes. Yeah, yeah. Last time we we had Dylan. Dylan was just like he's just standing there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> we tried to be entertaining. We, we we love Dylan, but Dylan talks like Bill Belichick. <laughs> so he, I'm expecting him to come in like wearing a hoodie. One well, the, the <laughs> shit the shit mic you're using is part of the problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We got to get you. We got. I want to get one of these beautiful Elvis style microphones for our guests too, just so they can entertain these things. Yeah, but no, you you've been great though. Um, yeah, you got you, you got you to interrupt us though, because we're we're so used to just being a two man show. Yeah, yeah. It's a ping. You got you got to jump right into. Well, here's this. the thing. I mean, I don't want to interrupt you with something dumb because I mean, like I, I don't want to, you know, because I I don't know as much about this about this sport as you. <laughs> but you know, having said that, you know, if I have a smart ass comment, you know, I'll be right there with it. Well, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, just a smart ass. I've, I've been the king of that today. Yeah, I'll be Jeez. Yeah, so I, I remember when I had my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> what was that when you were fifteen? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Are you, are, are you high? I drink it every. I drink it every show. Yeah, yeah. Every show I have, a, I, have a, I have at least two or three beers. <sighs> They're not never this bad. <laughs> this is uh, three, uh, four. He, this he's is lost four. count. He's lost count. Ladies we, we, and we had this. We had the cider. <laughs> this is four. What room am I staying in? <laughs> Where am I? You remember, remember our first few shows? I was just downing Jack and Cokes oh, like it was man. nothing. Yeah, eventually he got sleepy at the microphone. <laughs> so you had to tap him with the, with the cane to wake him up. Number one, <laughs> Namarcus Lawrence. Yes. He, I mean, he's going to... Yes, if yes, he, yes. If, if, even if you don't consider him the, the number one free agent, he's in your top five. Defensive ends... He was one of the top ones. Dallas made a great move by franchise tagging him. Dallas either needs to nut up and sign the man. Yeah, pay the man. Or pay the man. Or somebody else will because this guy is a fantastic player. He's young. He's got a ton of tread on the tires. He's energetic. He knows how to disrupt the quarterback. He's all up in your face all the time. I love Demarcus Lawrence. You, do you think he kind of reminds you of Dwight Freeney with the Colts? In a way, yes. yeah. Yeah, he does. The way he moves, his size, his speed. The, the guy is a monster. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I love the idea of uh, Demarcus Lawrence. The only re- the only way he's not going to be this uh, um, number one type free agent is, is the fact that the, dr- the upcoming draft has a lot a of ton. defensive linemen. A ton. So there could be teams like, you know what, I'm not going to pay the guy because I'm, I'm going to go and take, take, take the chance in the draft and, and draft yeah. a defensive lineman. Yep, just roll the dice. Which well, I agree a lot of – you're going to have teams that will do that. Yeah, um, they will. Say, say 10 teams need need a guy like Lawrence, um, four of them will say, you know what, we're going to draft it. We're going to take a shot in the draft. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. You because have, of the sheer quantity. Exactly. Yeah, well, you don't have a choice. I mean, you either, I mean, you, you, yeah. You don't, I don't yeah. think at, the, at some point, you know, you don't really have a choice. You know, some people, you know, you'll just have to draft regardless. Well, yeah, because of cap space. I right. mean, like, I mean, you know Demarcus Lawrence is going to garner a $20 million cap hit. No. You know that's yeah. coming. And, 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 and you're right, Alex, because at the end of the day, um, say 10 teams need a, need a defensive end. Only one of them is getting Lawrence, so the other yeah. nine is going to do something. Exactly. But a team with low cap space is going to say, you know what? We're not even going to bother 
We're not we, we can't keep up with say the Jets 120 million dollars in cap. Cap. Ton. Um, we're just gonna draft it. Um, where else who takes? Bye bye. Exactly. So, Tyler, we have shocker. Here we, we go. Oh yeah, the man, the myth, the legend returns. Um, it is time for Raytown's Forgotten Fun. Freytown's Forgotten Five. I don't miss this. Yeah, you better, you better you learn to love it. Learn to love it. Learn to love oh, it. Oh, stop. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> You're surrounded. I'm trying to be PG here, but I'm, <laughs> I've, I've failed all night. No, it's probably, the, yeah, it's probably the beer. You either like it or you learn to love it. <laughs> well, I want to blame the beer, but... Because it's I, the best I, thing I going today. Show, as I'm driving over here, like, I'm going to be making a ton of Robert Kraft jokes oh, all night. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so I've got uh, Freytown's Forgotten Five, and I've got five free agents, and, and all of my free agents are unrestricted free agents. Interesting. Fun fact. Um, and the way this show started, like, it, was, it turned like, oh, well, you forgot these five. How dare you? But... There are a lot of free agents this year. Tons. I can't uh, even be mad at you. Free agency is going to be a shit show of awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, here you go. Here, just let you guys know, we're going to be doing free our, uh, the show for free agency the day of free agency. Live. Live. We're, we're going to be on the air. Um, if I had my way, um, we'll, we'll be live 15 minutes before 4 o'clock. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We'll, 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 we'll do 15 minutes of just touching base on where we're at. Well, maybe half hour if we can, yeah, that's gonna and be then a come game. four o'clock, it'll just be we'll, we'll we'll both have our phones. I'll probably have my iPad right here. We, we, we've got the computer. We've got the computer, the la- the the computer uh, camera as well. We're gonna we're gonna be live for this whole thing. We're gonna be spitting this out. Um, the show will come out later, but we're gonna we're gonna actually gonna record. We're, we'll actually have it kind of live. You'll see us in person or whatever. Yep. We, we've done it in the past. Um, that way we can kind of like spit it out, a live show, free agency, here we go. You know, yeah. You never know what's going to happen. It's going to be like a shark tank. That's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a blast. We're we're totally stoked about it. I'm excited, excited, excited. I think Alex should join us live on his end and just kind of comment and just kind of coming along with us. I would I would love to if, if uh, my schedule would allow. Yeah, yeah. The It comes on uh, March 13th, 3 p.m. Or four four p.m. is when when the the free agency actually starts. We're gonna try and and start start things up around three three thirty. It's a Wednesday. Yeah, it's a Wednesday. So uh, we we want to get things rolling there. But um, so in the meantime, though, Freytown's forgotten five. I bet this was a heck of a lot easier than picking your five for the play, for, for the, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Oh man, <laughs> Tyler made it difficult on me. But there were On a purpose. lot of good players. Um, but what I can say is I'm, I'm pretty proud of the five I've got. Um, going into number five, gentlemen, um, a guy that, that Alex loves, a guy that I think is a tremendous wide receiver, um, Golden Tate, number five. Um, didn't really pan out in Philadelphia. I think we, we know that for sure. Um, you know, he, he did have that one game winner against Chicago. Yeah. Good for him. Beyond that, Golden Tate was pretty lackluster when he went to Philly. He obviously had a very good career in Detroit. Absolutely. Um, Still, still don't understand why they traded him for third round pick. Well, uh, you know, they they to me they could have gotten more for him. Um, but really, at the end of the day, I understand why they got rid of him. Fifteen million dollars. Um, and 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 that that's a lot of money. That's a that's a lot of money. I I just I Golden they needed to free up the cap space. I get it. Uh, Golden Tate's a hell of a, a receiver. He's going to go somewhere. Of course, he's going to get picked up somewhere, and somebody's going to go. 
He's got hey. a, he's got a ring, you know, and he has a name behind him. And something. he's about to be thirty two. He's a great guy. I mean, and and it's unfortunate that he actually left Detroit because he actually said he loved Detroit and yeah. he loved being here. Which you know, he has a house in Birmingham. I wish you. I wish they would have said the same about Adamic and Sue. Yeah, I mean, Sue, <laughs> Sue had him in the palm of their hand. Sue was a jerk, though. Yeah, um, you know, but at the end of the day, Golden Tate. Um, he has he has a house in Birmingham here, so you know he, he's eventually going to want to come back to Detroit. He actually lives a couple of blocks away from our good friend Verdi. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Verdi, Verdi, and and our, his wife Holly know him very well. Holly, oh, darn. Yep. So it was kind of wild, um, but Golden Tate, you know, he's going to catch on somewhere. You know, somebody's looking at him. Um, possibly, and, and you know, their names keep coming up, but the Miami Dolphins, yeah. they have a lot of open space. They're expected to move on from Devontae Parker going into mm-hmm. the, this offseason. Golden Tate looking like a potential guy that could land there. Either that or the Jaguars? He could land with the Jags as well. Um, Tate is a great slot guy. That's the thing about Golden Tate. He's not really, really a deep ball guy. He's good on the in routes. He's good at catching the ball over the middle of the field. He's good in the slot. So, so I mean, gotta love Golden Tate. I think he's going to wind up garnering a big contract. Um, I mean, he's my number five. So, I mean, it, it, that caliber player being my number five on Freytown's Forgotten Five. Yeah, yeah, you got to know that that. Uh, it's, like, it's like I said that there's there's a lot of yeah, things this year. There's like, a lot. The movement of talent this season is going to be insane. Bingo. Now, number four. Um, I got I got Sheldon Richardson, the defensive tackle, former Seattle Seahawk, former Minnesota Viking. Um, he signed a one-year, five million dollar contract with the Vikings his last season. Um, he gets done with that contract. The Vikings are probably going to let him walk. I don't think they're going to give him that big money deal. Vikings are in dire straits because he hasn't earned space. it. Um, he played good last year. He played very well. But the problem with with Shel- the thing about Sheldon Richardson is he didn't play as well as Sharif uh, Floyd did in right. his time there. Um, and then Sharif Floyd got hurt, and that's the whole reason why Richardson came in. Was he worth the five million dollars? Was he worth the ten? Now is he worth the ten million or fifteen that he's asking? No. Um, the Vikings are probably going to make a move on a defensive tackle either in the draft or in free agency. Sheldon goes out the door. Is he going to get picked up somewhere? Hell to the yeah. 49ers? 49ers, Jets, possibly. I don't think he wants to go back to the Jets, though, where he started. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of teams that need defensive tackles. Um, yeah. And, and uh, po- possibly the Houston Texans, they could use a defensive tackle. So so there's guys out there that, and that could like Sheldon Richardson. We talked about this earlier. I, I'd replace Richardson with, with Navik and Sue. And here's the reason I did. Number one, Richardson's younger. And, and number two, you know, we talk about Sheldon Richardson not garnering the amount of money other than his playoff performance, because let's face the facts, and Dominican Sue had a great playoff performance. And Dominican Sue did not play good ball all season long. Right. Until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. Yeah, then the, then the playoffs, he started waking up. Yeah, the playoffs, he woke up, and that was about it. I don't really buy in Dominican Sue. I think he's he's old. I think he's getting ready to go out the door. Sheldon Richardson's younger. He's faster. He's that speed burner type of uh, defensive tackle, kind of that free runner that gets back in the backfield and hits the quarterback or hits the runner in the backfield. That's his job. Whereas a guy like a Linval Joseph was a space eater. That's what Ndamukong Sue's job is. Ndamukong Sue in the regular season, he didn't come to play, man. Let's just face it. Was he really worth that kind of money? Probably not. Probably, I mean, probably not. I mean, it's almost as bad as that deal in Miami. Right. And and no, because they they paid Sue. Like he came in a one year deal. The Miami deal was just stupid. The Miami deal was obnoxious, but still, no, I kind of agree with Alex here. Where you know you're still paying, you still overpaid the man. 
you still overpaid him. And and that's why I say Richardson is better than Sue in this situation. Right. Um, now, moving forward, we've got number three. Now, we have a slew of safeties in free agency right here. Um, and number three, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. He leaves Houston after his one-year contract. He made 7.5 last year. Tyron Matthew, great safety, the Honey Badger, hard-hitting type of safety. Um, I like him a lot. I agree with this a lot. I was someone I I damn with my top ten. He's he's gonna he's gonna land somewhere. He's gonna do great. Yep. He's got a little off field attitude problem. Well, of course. Yeah. So do most people. Yeah. <laughs> he's but, he's a great safety though. Guy for your Lions, really. Either that or Buffalo, perhaps. Buffalo needs a safety. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they can stop getting guys from retiring at halftime, he'd be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> if freaking Alex here acting like he doesn't know anything about football. And he, and yeah. He, he throws he fr- out a, he, he throws out an actual a smart stat. Like, oh yeah, Buffalo Buffalo could use him. Like. Well, yeah, that's very. That's that very astute. Top three. <laughs> I, really, I am throwing these teams off the top line. Yeah, but but it, it, that's a, a sensible approach. I mean, but I'm seeing, you, know, you just sit back and think, oh yeah, they do need a safety. Yeah, Buffalo needs a safety. Um, He's like the, that. He looks like that guy who like he pretends to be bad at like a sport. Like, oh no, I'm not very good. I'll, I'll bet you five thousand dollars. Wham, wham, wham! <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> He's a ringer. That's what he is. He's a I'm ringer. No, I'm no ringer. He's <laughs> schooling people. Just stop it. You, you know Tyron Matthews going to get his money. You stop it. You know he's going to get his money, though. Uh, seven oh, right, po- he, he got 7.5 with, with Houston last year. He's going to get 10 this year. Uh, he's 31 years old. He's still got a lot of time. Um, he, he's, he's not. Is he really 31 he's already? He's in his 30s. Are you serious? I, I, I believe he he's in his 30s. He just got drafted. I believe he's in his thirties. How fast point. time is flying! Oh my god! I believe he's in his thirties. If I'm not mistaken, he played seasons in Arizona, and then he had the one season in Houston. I thought he was in his thirties. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm a crazy person. In any case, yeah, you're crazy. He's twenty six. Is he twenty six? Wow! Like I, I knew he was. I thought he was. In, I thought he was in his thirties. No, no um, he's, he's 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 still on his rookie contract. What? No, he can't be in his rookie contract because he got signed to a one year deal with Houston. He got cut by Arizona. Yeah. Because they, they didn't take his fifth-year option. He got signed. Oh, so see. He's only been in the league five years. So Tyron Matthew, he goes out. He gets 7.5. He's getting 10 this year. Absolutely. 12, if not 12. He'll get more. Mm-hmm. I agree. He's going to get big money um, no matter where he goes. I think this could, like I said, be a potential landing spot for, for him in Detroit. It's a possibility. Uh, teams that need safeties, like you said, Buffalo. I, I wouldn't have thought Detroit, but with dropping Quinn, it's possible. And And again, right. and again. Miami yeah. <laughs> could use a safety. How, how many times have we uh, yeah, Miami and also Atlanta. Atlanta could use a, a good safety well, over there. So plus the Jets could sign my ten, your five, and still have fifty million. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so number two, another safety, Lamarcus Joyner from the uh, Rams. The Rams currently have him um, getting ready to walk out the door. Joyner's a great safety, and the reason I have him at number two is he's so consistent. Joyner is a consistent safety. He's probably one of the most consistently positive tackling safeties in the league. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he's going to wind up signing on with with um, and potentially with the Rams still. I mean, the Rams could resign him. You know, they they could all put a, they could even tag him. But he's a tremendous player. He's been great for them. He was great for them this year. Um, I like Lamarcus Joyner. I think he's going to be great. Anywhere he goes, it's a good. It's a good spot for him. It's a good spot. Like, he's someone I looked at for my top ten, but just like I, like I said, it's 
Too many, too many names on those spots. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's, too, it's too stacked. You can't just... Right. Now, number one is a safety, another safety, a guy that, that kind of has a bad attitude, but well, he has... The only one that can be higher than joiners, I mean, it's got to be uh, it's gotta Earl be Thomas. Earl Thomas, yep, that's yeah. it. Number one, Earl Thomas. He's uh, got ties to the Dallas Cowboys right now. He's been telling Jerry Jones, if you want me, come get me. Um, sounds a, a little... Yeah, a little fruity, but uh, a little bold. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, imagine uh, calling uh, Kraft saying, "You want me? Come get me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah that, that was actually a good one. Hey, uh, Kraft, you want me? Come get meet me in the massage parlor. Um, <laughs> but be a long time. <laughs> I know. So Earl Thomas. I'll sing the song. <laughs> oh no! No, God, don't. <laughs> Earl Thomas ties to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Probably going to wind up going to Dallas. He doesn't want to be in Seattle anymore. Not getting along with Pete Carroll. Well, what else sinking, is new? Is, Seattle's the Titanic. Yeah, right now it's a sinking ship. I don't know how they stayed afloat this year. Um, but realistically... They stayed afloat because Pete Carroll's a damn good coach. He is a very good coach. Now, Earl Thomas, again, safeties, safeties, safeties. There's not a lot of great safeties like those top three out there. Yep. There's going to be teams bidding and bidding and bidding and bidding and, and Landon Collins, like you mentioned. And there's still safeties that could be cut. We talk about we talk about Eric Weddle. Yep. Eric Weddle could be out there on the board as well. That could be a thing. And teams need safeties. And really, I mean, safeties are at a premium right now. There's yeah. not a ton of great safeties in the league. Earl Thomas, Lamarcus Joyner, and Tyron Matthew and Landon Collins all on the board. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a free for all. Yeah. So I mean, four teams are going to win that sweepstakes. Four teams are going to be very, very happy with their decision making at the end of the day. Or one team might get lucky and get more than one safety. Exactly. If they, if they, well, the Jets could. The Jets could. <laughs> the yes. Jets could. The Jets and could probably get. Even like, Cleveland could at this with, point. With Weddle and Thomas, you're talking about um, two of the best uh, safeties in the game right now. But the issue is, they're in their thirties. They are. Right. They so are. So you're. You, I mean, you go to those names. You're not getting someone long term. They're in their thirties. You want long term, you're going honey badger. They're in their thirties, but let's face the facts about Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas is still playing at a ridiculously high level for a, what a 31, 32 year old safety at this point. He's playing at a good level. Uh, he's very a, a very, very high level. I mean, other than tearing his ACL and flipping the bird to his I could, I, I truly believe that if, if Whittle got if Whittle gets cut, he um Earl Thomas is an afterthought. I think Earl Thomas is disgruntled. And I think Earl Thomas is, is going to come out on that field and show everybody what it means to be a pro-caliber NFL safety. Yeah, you could be right. I mean, really, that's that's his M.O., is yeah. it not? Yeah, well, whatever team gets him. Yeah. You know, just, you, Bingo. Your money at pay, hashtag pay the man. It's pay the man. man. That's right. I think that's our theme for this That's going to be our theme for this episode. Pay the man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to title this episode, episode 30, and then parentheses is just going to say pay the man. Yep. That's what I'll say. Is that okay with you, Tyler? I'm fine with that because Crash paints some other people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with that, that is the conclusion of uh, Freytown's Forgotten Five, Tyler's Top Ten. And that also concludes episode 30. 30. How about that? 30 episodes. That's Woo. insane. And that's with a, a, a three-week you know, little absence here. We, we took a little vacation. Yeah, we came back strong. Yeah, baby. We are, back. We, are, we, we are back. back. we are back. We are back. We are back. Oh, we are going to get Doug back. Oh, jeez. Oh, Pete. So, um, episode 30 is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and uh, we are going to be signing off here in a minute. Just wanted to take a quick minute to thank our wonderful, wonderful sponsor at It's Your Time Massage, Miss Amanda. She is a wonderful massage therapist. 
I uh, highly recommend people uh, show up, come get a nice Swedish or deep tissue massage. She's got the hot stone. She's got the CBD oil. She's incredible. Um, get your massages at It's Your Time Massage. You can check her out at IYTMassage.com or you can check her out at It's Your Time Massage on Facebook. Um, and uh, Tyler, you haven't gotten a massage in a while. Oh, you look a little. You, you it's look been a while. You look a little tense, man. Yeah, you look tense. I'm sorry. Have you gotten a massage? No, I've never. Alex, you need to get a massage too. You need to get a massage too, Alex. You know, I think so. But I, but I, my, uh, you know, my knees are bad and my back is out of whack. You're just old. <laughs> He's an old. <laughs> oh, where am I? <laughs> um, but check out it's your time massage. It's fantastic. And uh, gentlemen, putting you both in the hole. Well, before before we close this up, do you mind if I shield for just a minute here? Yeah, go ahead. We got two minutes. So. Um, I am a pro wrestler, as you, as everyone might know, and uh, you will see Cannibal Alex Steele uh, in two places uh, in the next couple weeks. Uh, Sunday, February uh, the 24th, at the Richfield Road Church in uh, Flint, Michigan, You will the Michigan Wrestling Organization will be presenting its supercard, the Bunkhouse Brawl. Your boy Cannibal uh, will be going with his brother against... Uh, the team of Cody Levy and Bill Blackwell for the MWO Tag Team Championships. Hashtag five times. And then after Probably that, not. Probably. <laughs> 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 why do you got to be a jerk, what man? What a dick. Come on. What a dick. Dick. What a dick. Well, you're not going to cut my excitement for this next show because I'm really excited. Uh, I'm going to be making my pro wrestling debut in the state of Ohio. Savage Anarchy Wrestling. Uh, on Saturday, March 9th, they will be having a tournament to crown the brand new SAW Heavyweight Champion, and your boy Cannonball is going to be one of the participants in the tournament. Uh, it'll be in Marion, Ohio. And let's not forget who the other participant in, is in that tournament. Uh, is he in the room right now? He's sitting in the room right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, the so. fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, will be in that tournament as well at Savage Anarchy Wrestling. Making uh, a one-on-one match. I'm already scheduled for my match with Cody Reaper. Yep. So yeah. That'll be real. That'll be a lot of fun. So Tyler's that, just yawning because he's not booked anywhere. Uh, well, that's not true. Uh, I'm just not. I'm just not uh, hyping my shit because uh, I don't need to. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's, he's a little busy moving the swing set. That's all. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, those those two shows coming up. Those are fantastic shows. I'm excited for them. Um, maybe we can get. The little guy over here and get him into those shows, huh? I just don't, <laughs> I, what do you I, think, I just don't get invited. What do you think, Greeny? <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, those shows are coming up. I'm excited for those. So, um, and uh, that's all we got, man. That's it. I think that yeah, that's I episode think, thirty. I think we, we got uh, it in the books. We can put that in the books. It's yeah. in the history. Yeah, put it in the books. Can I get that? Yeah, you you have to absolutely get. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I've been doing this for I've been up in the I've been up in the top. It's your first time though. I'm Macho Man Randy Savage in the house. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's fantastic. But he thinks he's been doing the outside blitz the last fifteen years. Come on, he's outright he's he's losing his mind. <laughs> it's time for the home. Well, <laughs> it's time for the home. Oh my god. Oh jeez. So shattered with craft. Oh, I'm done. Alex is the masseuse. Anyway, um. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Outside Blitz. And uh, for Tyler Dean, Cannonball Alex Steele, and myself, I am the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown. We'll see you next week right here on the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on the Outside Blitz. And be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz. And feel free to email us questions 
at the outside blitz at gmail.com. <laughs>